when people have like inspirational like signs all over their walls and they're like that's some basic white girl shit and I'm like who asked you is it hurting you (laughs) (laughs) maybe I like Twilight maybe I like live laugh love Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite book club podcast, the most pretentious one. Humility is not our strength, but who cares? You guys didn't come here for that. Welcome back to that pretentious book club. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> she she finished with a dab. <laughs> I felt like we should have been having like a sick beat behind what you just said. Like, was it was it lyrical what I was doing? It was. You're flowing. I'm. I was, I was off the flowing dome. off the dome. <laughs> like off the top of my head uh-huh, uh-huh. off the dome that's good it's good that one of us is like hip with the kids uh, <laughs> yeah maybe in the 90s that was hip am i that far behind that's sad and uh well the semi more hip one is kendall shaw aka dr spoons palermo <laughs> Hi, howdy. And over there, who I'm looking at on Zoom, is Ash O'Rourke. But you can call her Wheezy. It ain't easy being Wheezy. When you said over there on Zoom, I started thinking about, you know, in Xenon, uh, the pop star, he sings that song and he goes, and it goes like Zoom, Zoom, Zoom or something. I think that's like part of the song. <laughs> and it's very much in my head right now. Oh, man. Is that I have, that? I haven't seen Xenon in forever. Like, I don't really remember any of it. I, you know, for my horrible memory, you'd think I wouldn't remember so much of it. But I remember a lot of Xenon. <laughs> Phil of the Future. It was a touchstone. It was an iconic moment. Okay, I loved Phil of the Future. Yes. Okay. That was my jam. Amazing. If any of y'all are saying that you don't like uh, science fiction, I just have to point out that those are technically science fiction. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry uh, you're saying you don't like science fiction, and yet you did watch Roll of the Future every week on Disney Channel, so, so check explain yourself. explain that. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, anyway, so we're Zooming today on account of I live far away now, but Spoons is such a good sport. She still drives out here a lot, so I'm actually surprised how game you've been to come out here. So Well, we're I like going to your farm. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I got to see chicks, it was so great. It's you know? true. Uh, and the next time you come out here, you're going to get to meet a new friend. We got a- another puppy. <laughs> what? Yeah. I wanted to wait to surprise you and tell you that we got another oh puppy. Oh, my God. That is a surprise. I have, and I have even more information, so you're going to love everything I have to tell you about him. So okay. his name is Winchester. Uh-huh. You know, like Winchester rifles? Uh-huh. Um, because he has six toes on, like, two of his feet. And Javi calls him a little six-shooter. And so we were like, Winchester. <laughs> which I just think Winchester is, like, such a good name for, like, a farm dog. And he has chosen to live between these two giant bales of hay. For some reason, he wants to live there. He and loves so it. He loves it. He's only 12 weeks old, so he's little tiny and so, so fluffy. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's an Anatolian shepherd, which are just amazing, like, farm dogs. And I guess that him and all his little siblings, like, I don't really know much about their history, but basically whoever had them couldn't take care of them. So then they got, like, kind of shoved off on, like, these people's friends. And then they were just, like, trying to find homes for all of these, like, five puppies. And so usually Anatolian shepherds are very expensive, but because they were just trying to quickly rehome them, 
it wasn't and it was wonderful because we didn't think we'd be able to get an Anatolian shepherd and because we try to go through shelters and stuff so anyways he is the goodest boy he is such a sweet gentle little soul and he's so so fluffy because they're so fluffy and has he has so many toes and I call him Winnie and sometimes Winnie the Pooh and of course of course. Oh, Hobby Winnie, perfect nickname for Winchester. Isn't it? Hobby's like, yeah, I don't know why. Ash calls him Winnie. And I'm like, it's the natural <laughs> nickname for Winchester. I mean, you're not going to call him Winchester every single no. time. I mean, I might call him Chester sometimes. Chester. Oh. Which is just funny. I almost said something really weird today. Like, what was it? I ma- almost made it like extra fancy. It was like winterchester shire or something stupid crazy i was like what is happening in my brain <laughs> oh my god i knew winchester such a good boy he's like you can call me whatever you want i'm just gonna go live in my hay bales <laughs> so i reckon i'll just mosey on down to my hay bale i just live on the farm i'm named after again yeah. and then oh if you had another one like from the same litter mm-hmm. uh, that one could be colt and because oh, Colt's like the pistol, and then yes. it could be Winchester and Colt. Oh, those are awesome. hang on, those are like the most amazing, like even human names. <laughs> like, <laughs> hang see, on. if I met somebody named Colt in real life, I'd be like, okay, really? <laughs> I actually think Colt, but I think Colt is a real name. I know it is, but it's a very uh, there's a certain kind of person. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of nice people named Colt. It's just, it's very, uh... If your name is Colt, she is attacking you. I am attacking you, straight up. <laughs> it's okay, you no, can come sure. hang out with Winchester. If your name is Colt, I also I love you anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> See, I wonder if I tell Javi, like, hey, if we have twin boys, could we name them Winchester and Colt? I kind of feel like he would he would be good with that. See, yeah, but you've already used it on the dogs. So? Our child will be Winchester the <laughs> second. You were named after the best dog I ever knew. <laughs> Winchester, Winchester Jr. Oh, oh yeah. my God. A girl named Winchester, but we call her Winnie. Oh, my God. Was <laughs> so okay. that short for Winifred? No, Winchester. You no, know Winchester. Like the rifle or like the Winchester Mystery House, perhaps you've heard of it. <laughs> Have you heard of it? There's rooms that go nowhere. <laughs> Oh man! Anyways, I'm so thrilled. I because so Toretto is still on reserve, so you never know. We still may use it in the future. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's on reserve. We perhaps in the future will. But I was also not expecting for us to get another puppy so soon. Yeah, Um, this is very big surprise. It's big and exciting. And then oh wait, before we go any further, should we say if you want to skip? Oh yes, we'll have the time code in the bottom because I feel like people are going to listen to this one because it's Twilight. That's true. Twilight people, if you only want to hear about Twilight, go to the description and skip. Okay, now people who want to hear about Winchester, keep listening. <laughs> yes, and everything, all other kinds of nonsense. Sorry, guys. I Only every other episode, maybe more than that, do I remember to tell you guys about the skip codes now. But they're always there. Please use them if you don't like chatter. We don't want you guys to be miserable. Also, yeah, yeah. why would you still listen to this podcast if that were the case? I don't know. Well, some, that's what I'm saying, because this is a big episode, you know. We this might is have a big new episode. People, so. Yeah. Which is the well, Twilight, by the way, which she mentioned. But you guys, yeah, this we're is doing the Twilight. Twilight episode. This is a big episode. This is a big deal, you guys. I have literally been pumped all week. And I'm wearing my That Pretentious Book Club baseball tee in honor of Vampire Baseball. So. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I was like, 
I guess, okay, this is so sad because I got rid of my Twilight t-shirt that I got in 2008 as my birthday gift. Uh, oh, no. no. What was it? I got rid of it like three months ago because I was cleaning out my closet and I was like, I've had this in sixth grade. When am I going to wear this again? It barely fits. And I got rid of it. I should have kept that one. You should have kept it. I don't have any Twilight paraphernalia because I enjoy Twilight and I really weirdly enjoy watching the movies, even though like, honestly, like the angsty romance is not really not my vibe at all but for some reason it really hits the spot with twilight it always does it does <laughs> why is that i don't know i man. have so many things to say about twilight but i want to hear didn't you have a story that you've been wanting to tell for like weeks oh my goodness yes here's the story okay so oh, you guys if you if you haven't noticed or kept up which is fine i'm not that important i understand uh i live on a farm now So that's exciting and carries with it many wonderful and exciting things and also means I have to go to like the feed store and Home Depot like multiple times a week because we're still trying to get everything like settled. So first we so let's let me just set the scene for you guys. We've moved in. I've been moved in. We've been moved in for about two weeks. Javi was gone. He's back. He's back. finally. So he's with me. We're going to this little feed store the closest one to us and it's like a little mom and pop feed store not like one of the big ones like tractor supply although we also go there all the time now so for a long time my husband has been trying to find a gun for me like a handgun that's i'm comfortable to shoot and guys he's army he's military he's actually mortars is his specialty so like he's all about you know firearms and firearm safety or whatever he's the guy to go to but anyways so he wants me to have something when he goes shooting so i can shoot with him and also for like just other having your own like handgun safety reasons type thing i live in texas you guys can you tell that we live in texas uh anyways this is all (laughs) and on a farm and on a farm in the middle of nowhere yeah so whatever your feelings are about that i respect them but let's set them aside for the moment because this is not the point of this story i'm getting there so we go into the feed store i was surprised to find in the back of this little mom and pop feed store they have like a little like like a little like gun counter and they have some like weapons there that you can you know take a look at you can like they're obviously not loaded because they never are and you have to get a background check to buy one and all that stuff but anyways there was one there was one that i had i think it was the p365 not that anyone listening to this podcast cares at all (laughs) i'm like nodding like okay that sounds like a gun anyways it's a smaller it's a smaller uh handgun it's kind of like the one hobby has but it fits my hand better because i have tiny little like just teeny tiny like hamster hands you know how hamsters hands look like human hands i always thought that was like the kia soul hamsters yes just like that those are my hands and so i had to find a gun i could hold and so anyway so found that one um and then the guy was talking to javi instead of me which first of all i was like i'll just let it go maybe they're just like bonding you know i already hate that right i'm already like we're on shaky ground but i'm gonna choose to believe the best (laughs) because i like this little feed store and i've already seen a bunch of stuff that we need to get here Mm -hmm. uh and so I was like, eh, whatever. And, like, Javi's like, this is his whole arena. So if he wants to take the lead, I don't care. So they're talking. He was saying, like, asked, like, how much experience I have. And I haven't really shot since I was a kid because, like, in Texas, you go out in the country with your family. And that's what you do when you're, like, little. You shoot, like, soda cans and stuff off of the fence posts out in the country. Uh, so since then, like, not that much experience. I'm very into archery. But that's really extremely different. Uh, but anyways... So then the guy goes, and this was not even a joke, said that perhaps Javi should buy me an air rifle, you know, in case my aim is really bad. 
bro, <laughs> I am not here for this guy. I hate <laughs> him already. Yeah. I was like, so I, I wish I could remember the exact phrasing because it was I hate so how he said offensive. it to Javi too while you're right there. Yeah. Okay, and he said, yeah, that. you might want to get her a little air rifle or something, you know, in case, you know, her shots go wide. But then it was even worse the way he said it. It was so, I was oh, just like dude. in absolute shock that that happened. And then I was like, Okay, because he wasn't joking. It wasn't a joke. I was like, I can't, I can't believe somebody just said this basically to me, but to my husband, which is also worse, because it'd be better if he just said it directly to me, because then I could, yeah, like, like, snap back. Yeah, like, at least back. be rude to my face. Yeah, <laughs> instead of being rude right next to my face. So, yeah, anyway, so that happened, and I was, like, in genuine shock that it wasn't a joke. And I was just like, okay, you know, we still have to get some stuff. We're getting chicks. This is before we got the chicks, so we had to get some supplies, and we were there. So I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, so we went and we got the stuff and then we put it all on the counter and there's this sweet girl there ringing us up and the same guy from the gun counter walks by and he looks at all the stuff on the counter, looks at Javi. Once again, I'm even closer to him and on, Javi does not come from a farm. The farm life is my, I know this stuff. Javi's still yeah, learning Yeah, he's a little beach boy. He yeah, doesn't... he's a beach boy. I mean, I'm still learning too. I'm not like an expert, but like I did yeah. live on a farm for seven years. So I'm a lot right. more familiar with this stuff than Javi. He looks at it then, looks at Javi and goes, wow, looks like you got a lot of work to do. Or looks like there's a lot of, that's a lot of work for you or something. Like the, it was the thing he basically saying like, mm. look, your wife got all this stuff, all these projects for you. Uh. It's like the the honeydew list or whatever, which yeah. I will smack the living shit out of anyone who says that I do that because I, my own freaking list <laughs> is miles long. Like I don't give other people enough to do off of my list. There's no honeydew oh, list. God. It's an ash do list. Anyways, ash- <laughs> so anyways, I I very sharply said, actually, this is for all of my projects that I will be doing. And the girl behind the counter was kind of like smiling, and I was like, yeah, you deal with him every day, don't you? <laughs> Oh, my. I bet you was so glad somebody snapped back at him. Oh, my yeah, God. I, I was mad. And then we left. And Javi the whole time was like, I don't get why you're so upset. And I'm like, I just don't think he really caught it. Like, I don't think it registered. He was not thinking. He was not paying it. attention. No. And then, guys, this is just the setup to when I really lost my temper. Because <gasps> there's, worse there's, oh God. there's more. So then it's like a few days later or maybe the next week. And I don't remember we went to Home Depot. We had to get some stuff from Home Depot for the garden. So uh-huh. we're there. Um, Javi's inside with one of his friends. They're getting stuff to fix. I don't remember. RAC unit and something else. Anyway, so they're in there. I go out to the garden section because we need a pitchfork and we need a shovel and all that kind of stuff. So I grab some stuff. I have to like move a box out of my way. And at first this guy helps me because my hands are full trying to move this box that ate, that not H-E-B, that the Home Depot people like just randomly set in front of the pitchforks. And I was like, not the best move because I can't reach now, but that's fine. Like I have my ash do list. I don't need help. I will just move the box, <laughs> take the pitchfork down and move the box back. And I was in the process with this, but then the guy kind of just like, he saw me and helped me and moved it back and forth. And the thing, at first I'm thinking, oh, that was so nice that a person like was like, just like took a moment to be helpful and Mm -hmm. then and then he ruined it beyond comprehension then he said be careful you don't break a nail (gasps) and I was livid no I literally just like shut down turned and walked away I took the pitchfork I didn't even look at him I just walked away I walked back in I threw the (laughs) freaking pitchfork and whatever else I had in the cart and I said we can go now I'm done we're going now. <laughs> I am in shock. He did not say that. Oh, my he God. Said that. I was like, I cannot believe that this I is happening. hate 
this. Ugh. Yeah, anyway, so these are the stories I've been saving. And Javi was like, did not get why. I was, I was livid. Like, I was, like, I would have deep soul furious. rage. I was I'm furious now hearing about it. I was deeply, deeply furious for yes. hours afterwards. And Javi just did not get why. He's like, I just don't get why you're so mad. And then the next day, he's like, wait, did that, are you saying that guy actually said that to you? And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> He thought I was, like, being snarky or something. He thought I, that you were saying, like, that was his energy rather yes. than that's what he said. Oh, my yes. God. That's so funny. And then as soon as he realizes, he's like, oh, yeah. He was like, oh, no, that's horrible. Uh, and then I, he was saying something about, like, going back to the other feed store. And I was like, I don't remember. I just I said something else about the guy and, like, the stuff that he'd said. And he's like, well, I'll go with you. And this time I'll say something if he says something. And I'm like, yeah, like, you're going to notice. <laughs> hopefully he will now though because i'm like real annoyed like i'm really on edge about it i'm like you want to come at me because i have done so much work around this farm i do not shy away from physical labor i'm on steroids for a rash and you're not supposed to go out in the heat you know what i did anyways <laughs> a rash under my arms guys i don't know if that makes it any better oh but um anyway so i went out to the to what we're turning into the chicken coop and i had to like paint, it was about 100 degrees today also. So I was like pitchforking hay, like old gross hay from the alpacas that used to live there, like to spread it around the floor because the floor was uneven and then digging with a shovel the, the soil out from one part of the ground and moving it to the other. And as fast as I could, because I was doing this on my lunch break from work, I will just, I did that on my own, unprompted, on steroids, and I, my face turned, I guess it was like the stare effect of the steroids. When I came back inside, my entire face was like bright scarlet red. It's oh never happened before. God. I was like, what <laughs> is happening? No, Ash. And then I was like, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. So I felt like I was dying. And then I took a break for like an hour, and then after work, I vacuumed out my car, also in the 100-degree weather, which is, vacuuming out the car does not seem like a difficult thing. It no, is so it is. hard. You have to climb degrees. around and like yeah. get in there. Oh, it's the worst. It was so, yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. So anyways, I just like I am not the person to make any kind of implication that I give like that I give my husband projects to do like that no. will just set me off so quickly. So I'm like, mm-hmm, also, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like also the implication with that is that you don't do any hard work, which is so not true like not at all there's true. too many terrible implications it's like on the one hand it's like that oh she's a bossy wife thing which i yes. hate yes. and on the other hand it's uh oh she doesn't want to do any work thing which yeah. is so untrue as it's well it's offensive oh, on multiple fronts it. and i think because no one has ever said anything like that to javi i don't think he's ever for a moment thought about not only what it feels like for someone to say that, but all of the implications of that. Completely real implications. Like, this is not me overreacting. I don't feel the implications. No. I think he kind of thought I was overreacting until I was like, no, you listen. And then I explained <laughs> in detail the all of the implications of that. And he was like, okay, I understand. <laughs> like, yeah. <Good. laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry that men were terrible to you recently. They were. And then do you want to hear what just made me even angrier? As just here's the cherry on top of the whole story. After the Home Depot thing with the don't break a nail, I did go home and break a nail. And I was so (laughs) mad. (laughs) But I break my nails all the time and then I just keep working. Like, it's not like you break a nail and you're like, oh, it's the end of the world. I can't finish what I was doing. My day's ruined. I'm like, well, 
shit, now I have to redo my nails. <laughs> oh, I hate, that's so annoying. That is the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. That I is was like... real mad. I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> that's the story I've been saving up for weeks to share with you. It was well worth it. I thought that was good. We always love to get mad at misogynists on this podcast, don't we? We do love to. <laughs> I really feel like I, I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm oversensitive. But then I not. like I don't think I am being oversensitive. Nope. I think I'm actually willing to put up with a lot and assume the best just because I don't want drama. Mm-hmm. But I just run into a lot of misogynists. Like I really do. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. People are just it's so annoying when you're like, oh, right. I forgot people like you really exist, you know? Yeah, I think <laughs> and it's like I almost always convince myself that. It's not that common, and then yeah. it happens, and I'm like, oh, dang it. You're, yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. It is real. People are still and terrible. It's true, and I hate to say it, but I think it's uh, – I'm going to say this as, as specifically as I can. I think that city dudes and country dudes are equally the misogynistic ones. I think that there's a, probably around an equal amount, actually. But I think that it presents in very different ways in the two. Like city boys who are misogynists, they know they kind of have to hide it. I think they do a poor job hiding it for the most part. But they still kind of <laughs> try and put like an initial shield up. The country people who are misogynist are just openly in your face misogynistic. And I don't like either one of them. But <laughs> because no, uh, first I was going to say I think that uh, there's unfortunately like more like rural people are misogynistic than city people I actually just don't think that's true having lived in the suburbs and city for actually the majority of my life no I, think I don't think so person thing it's know? just a person thing and it's just very different the way that they choose to display it. it's, yeah yeah it's annoying yeah anyway uh if you guys hate people being misogynist <laughs> Uh, rate us five stars. I was going to say, give us five stars if you uh, hate, hate it when people are misogynistic. If you hate it when a man, for no goddamn reason, walks the frick up to you and says, don't break a nail. Don't break when a you nail. When you are just, why, sir? You don't break your nail. Like, yeah. Uh, How about you don't break your nail? How about that? Yeah. You should have said, yeah, you too, sweetheart. Yeah. Like oh, I should have. Instead, I just got mad. I should have been snarky. Like, I did tell Javi that the next time we go to the feed store, because I want to go back to that feed store, because it's, A, really close, and it's a mom and pop, and I'd rather support small businesses and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think of the girl at the cash register, and I'm like, it's not your fault. Poor thing. So, but I did tell him, I was like, I am saying something if he says something again. Good, so I just, I just, like, warned him. I was like, I was really nice last time, mostly because mm-hmm. I was in shock. That's yes. not going to happen again. <laughs> so. No. Next time, it's on site. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's the story I've been waiting to tell. So hooray. Very good. I don't yes. really have any stories. Um, You've been, been reading Twilight. Uh, yeah. And finishing up. Are you done with all your finals now? Yes, I'm done. Hell um, yeah. I feel like any news that I've had this week hasn't been like great. So I'm just like, hmm, let's just talk about Twilight. <laughs> that's better it's a coping mechanism that's why i feel like that when i i'm like "Mm, i'm just gonna watch twilight (laughs) yes Mm, let's just watch twilight yeah misogynists watch twilight burnt your own dinner watch twilight (laughs) undercooked your chicken i did that today and then i had to recook it watch twilight whatever it is you're going break a nail watch twilight whatever it is you are going through there's something about watching the twilight movies that's just like i don't know like almost kind of comforting I don't know why. It's definitely a comfort film for me, number one. 
I I watch number one all the time. I mm-hmm. haven't seen the others as much, but of course I have seen them. Yeah. Um, but Same. I watch. I've seen the first one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I Some think of the it's movies the best. I've only seen once. Some of them I've seen like multiple times. What's the one where Jacob's in it more and Edward is off being like a little baby? New Moon. In, yeah, New That's Moon. That's New Moon, number two. I've seen that one a lot too because I enjoy that one as well because it's also <laughs> lots of Jacob. It's a heavy Jacob. It's, it's very Jacob heavy. It's so. definitely Jacob heavy. It, it is. is, yeah. Anyways, can you guys tell what team I'm on? <sighs> yes, uh listeners dear listeners we have a bit of a rivalry happening in the pod mm-hmm. today me hardcore mm-hmm. team edward her hardcore team jacob you know perhaps this go. is the best way you know i think it is because we're getting so. both sides of the but it's a bummer here. because in this book he's jacob is still like now. a sweet <laughs> he is know. literally a baby he's i totally a, he's like forgot a sweet little 15 year old baby has just turned 15 i was like what yeah. <laughs> I feel like totally I can't, forgot. and none of my team Jacob like points. I can't say any of them in relation to this book because he's also barely in it. Like yeah, he's, he's kind really... of just a plot device in this book. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you can kind of tell he's going to stick around. I think I could tell he's going to be in yeah. more of it. You know. So, well, should I talk about Stephanie? Yes, you should. Okay, here we go. Talking about <laughs> Stephanie. Oh, that was <laughs> I talking about the Dracula Stephanie. voice there. Uh, uh, it is time to talk about vampires. Okay, our girl, Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer was born December 24th, 1973. Mm-hmm. A Christmas Eve Whoa. baby. Good for her. Aww. She is a Capricorn like me. Hells yeah. Um, she was born in Hartford, Connecticut, um, but w- raised in Phoenix, Arizona, which ties back into Twilight. Um, well, and of course, it you does. all know you know about Phoenix. <laughs> I know about right? what you know about Phoenix. You know, I know about, about Arizona. Phoenix. Yeah, I went to school there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot. Wow. I just totally hit me that I'm an idiot. And like, guys, I have so many actual like personal stories from where I lived in Oregon for seven years is exactly where they filmed a ton of yeah, Twilight. You actually I have totally a lot of Twilight that. like geography in your belt. Yeah, like we used to go to the cafe. We went to the cafe where they filmed the breakfast scene because uh, it was just right up the road. And then like um, where they have like the say it vampire, that whole scene, like in the woods with the boulder, like it's like right behind this restaurant we used to go to. Like they would be like, there'd be like signs like from the Twilight movie, this scene. And it has like a screenshot from the scene and it points to the path and you can go walk oh the path where they God. filmed it. Yeah, I so want to do that so bad. It's funny, so because the book and the movie are set in a place called Forks, Washington, but mm-hmm. a lot of the movie was filmed in Oregon because mm-hmm. they're geographically, is that correct? I think that's the correct word. Yeah. They're basically the same environmentally. Yeah, I mean, it like it's the, the same, same environment, climate, you know. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, so exciting! Oh my god. See, sometimes, sometime we're gonna have to go back. We can go visit Maddie, and you and me can drive over there. We can go do all the Twilight. That's actually sounds would, so fun. I want to do Twilight trips so bad. I've been wanting to do it forever. Because my I will mom, so when she you. visited your mom before, mm-hmm. when you guys lived in Oregon, she would do it, and she was like, "We went to the place where they filmed this scene in Twilight," and I'm like yeah. 13, like furious. You know, it's. Like- <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back. We'll go back again. <laughs> Yeah, Javi okay. wants to go to this like famous like running trail, and I'm like, huh, no, you have fun. You and I <laughs> you will go, go on run. the Twilight tour. Yeah, you go around. <laughs> me and Ash will go to the Twilight Diner. 
<laughs> yeah, it'll be a good time. But it really, like, I mean, I I feel like I have, and I like I said, I lived there for seven years. So there's so much of this book, like the like rainy, foggy setting is just like so familiar. And the movie too, it's just like, I'm just like, ah. So I always get like a little bit depressed, but almost like nostalgic depressed. Yeah. You're like, this yeah. is where I used to live. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, the sun never shines. <laughs> <laughs> perfect for vampires yeah. Okay. so yeah so stephanie was raised in phoenix which is where bella swan the main character twilight is from and but she mm-hmm. went to a uh, brigham young university byu and graduated with a degree in english lit in 1997 um hells yeah oh and she married oh, her birth year that's my birth year no one cares. yes that's when we were born Stephanie Meyer was graduating when we were born. Love that for us. And for her. (laughs) Same. Um, She has been married to the same guy since 1994. And they have three children. And one of them is named Seth. And Seth is a very cute werewolf who shows up later in the book series. Yes, he is. Um, Twilight was actually inspired by a dream she had. And the dream was that scene where they're in the meadow and he's like sparkly. She uh-huh. had that in her dream and then wrote Twilight based off of that one scene. And Sounds she wrote right. it in three months. <laughs> she wrote this 500 page book in three months and had never written a book before. What? <laughs> I so mean, it's what? her first book. She might have, I guess. I'm kind of furious that this was her first yes. book. It's her first book that's published. And get this, it gets better. Uh, Little Brown and Company, the publishing company, mm-hmm. offered her $750,000 for the manuscripts and two more books. And that's the most money they had ever offered a first-time author. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what to say. What the and, hell? <laughs> I know. And then Twilight came out in 2005. Wow. Um, uh, then new, followed by New Moon. And then uh, Eclipse sold 150,000 copies in one day in 2007. And Twilight ended up dethroning Harry Potter from the series New York Times bestseller list as, like, number one. Wow. Um, And then in 2008, she published uh, The Host, which is... um, Really I good. love the host. Well, actually, I haven't read it, but I've only seen the movie. But I love the movie. I love <laughs> the movie, too. But I heard the book too. is way good. Um, the book is really good. The movie is really good. Oh, yeah, so I mean, Saoirse Ronan, I had to be Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also, and like, then, aliens and science aliens. fiction. <laughs> yeah! That's a science fiction. I think that the mm-hmm. concept for the host is really interesting. It is um, very interesting. So, the host came out in 2008, and Breaking Dawn came out in 2008. So, she was killing it and the first twilight movie came out in 2008 ah! oh my <laughs> this gosh was a great year for our girl i was in sixth grade because um <laughs> in sixth grade was when i read all the twilight books oh my i read gosh. them like right after breaking dawn came out mm-hmm. so i read them like in between breaking dawn coming out and the movie coming out mm-hmm. and i read them in like a week <laughs> it was I... like super quick <laughs> I think I, I, before this rereading, I had read the first one and I read part of the second one and then I kind of lost interest. 
I definitely saw the movies, most of the movies before I read the book. And this Mm -hmm. is like one of the few times I usually actually think that that's better because then you can enjoy the movie and then the book is even better and you don't spend the whole movie going, that's not like in the book. But I actually feel like it was close enough that I would rather have read this book first. And then I would have been like way more into it. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, they really are. So then the movie came out in 2008. And then in 2010, Stephanie published the short Second Life of Brie Tanner, which is a novella based off of a character from Eclipse. Um, And then she published, uh, in 2015, she published Life and Death, which is Genderbent Twilight. Did you ever read that? Right. No, I have not. (laughs) I did. I loved it. (laughs) Is it from Edward's perspective? No, no, no. That's Midnight Sun. Life and Death is like, what if Bella was a boy and Edward was a girl? So like everybody is just gender bent. And she wrote Midnight Sun? (laughs) Yes. And so somewhere in this whole thing, there was this controversy because she had been writing Midnight Sun, which is Twilight from Edward's perspective. But but it got like part of it got leaked online. And so she got mad and she stopped writing it and was like, fine, I'm not publishing it anymore. So people just had, like, a couple chapters, I guess, of this leaked one. I don't remember how much of it. But then, yeah, in 2020, she ended up publishing Midnight Sun completed. And that's it from Edward's perspective. And I actually haven't read it yet. I kind of want to read that one. I have it on my shelf, and I just haven't read it yet. Yeah. I need to write it down. I really do want to read that one. That's that's such an interesting concept. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's amazing. Because... Like, he is such a mess, and I just have to read it. See, that's what I'm um, saying. I'm like, okay, Bella is something, but Edward is clearly, like, more, like, emo- he's just so dang melodramatic about everything. Yes, and I'm like, <laughs> what on earth is a book from your perspective like? I know, absolutely unhinged. Okay, but then uh, she also published a, a book called The Chemist in 2016, and it's a spy book. Ooh. I haven't read it. but Actually, I have read it. Did you like it? It was okay. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I would definitely say the host, Twilight, the chemist, in that order. Mm, okay. The chemist felt like quality-wise, it felt like very, very different. Mm. But I think also like I'm so used to fantasy and sci-fi elements that I think I ex- – maybe I expected that and I felt disappointed. Mm. I don't know. I just didn't love it. I didn't think it was like – I just I felt like it wasn't super deep. I didn't feel like there was, like, well, much subtext. It was just – it was, like, a fun story. It was, like, it would be, yeah. like, a really, like, fun action movie. But yeah. it didn't feel super original, and it didn't feel like there were, like, any underlying, like, themes or subtext. Like, Twilight right. definitely feels like it has that. Yeah. Well, you don't ever hear anybody talking about it, so I guess it probably isn't as good. Um, yeah. But if you like The Chemist, uh, let us know. Yeah. Um, Change my So, mind. yeah, and then she published Midnight Sun in 2020. And, uh, yeah, our girl's rocking and rolling. God, I really, yeah, she is rocking and rolling. Like, I didn't even realize she has not stopped rocking and rolling since then. She like, has some not. authors, like, do really well with their series, and they just kind of, like, lean back and take it easy. She's like, what if I did the same story a bunch of different ways? <laughs> I kind of am obsessed because I'm like, listen, Stephanie, I will buy it every time. I have bought it every time. I have them all on my shelf. She knows. She knows that people like she you will do that. She knows her audience. Yeah. yeah, and I think that it's working out because – People were super mean about Twilight for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, it was, like, really, really popular. And then because everyone hates things that are popular, it became mm-hmm. super, super, everyone is mean about it. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's having a bit of a resurgence. Like, people are, like, loving yeah. talking about Twilight again. So I think that it's actually yeah. worked out for her, you know? 
I um, definitely started out in the camp of I really didn't know anything about it until it was really popular. And so being my like anti-pop culture self, especially at the time, <laughs> I was like, Twilight sounds stupid. And then I just like, I, I would like hate it for no reason. And then I finally watched the movie and I was like, Okay, so that was actually really enjoyable. <laughs> I couldn't hate it anymore. Yeah, you're like, okay, maybe I loved it. So actually, what? that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Reading and I was, books. like, kind of sad that I wasted time, like, yes. hating it just for the hell of it. But I do have to say, it is absurdly melodramatic sometimes. Like, the, the drama romance of it is still not really my vibe. I don't yeah. know. There's something specifically about the way that she combined them that I'm like... I actually do want to, like, watch this movie and read this book, but yeah. it has never happened before or since, <laughs> ever. It's an enigma. It really is. It's yeah. an anomaly. No, I feel you. I just, there I, there must have been something. This is the thing, because Twilight is so interesting to me, because, like, it was so popular and still is, and, mm-hmm. and the surf, it's really, I mean, I guess I, do, I don't have enough context for, like, the supernatural teen romance that came before Twilight because I wasn't old enough really to know about it. No. But I think that, like, now there's, like, so many of that kind of thing that I'm like, it seems, I mean, it's really good, but it seems, like, kind of the same. But, like, I don't know. I'm just Mm -hmm. confused as to why Twilight specifically got so much hate when there's really nothing that terrible about no it. it's, it's very good. enjoyable and it's well written it is yeah like, i know the, i was like the, i can't believe people the chemists were to get bad. hate i don't know i do remember people being really mean about her personally too and i'm like i definitely don't get why we're attacking an author i definitely never understood that at all um yeah but yeah i mean if people wanted to hate on the chemist i could kind of get it a little bit more because the quality is like so different and the story just didn't quite feel original and I mean, I, I love the host in Twilight, so this is not, like, bashing all of her books by any means. But I could see it. Like, I could see reasons for people being disappointed by it. Uh-huh. I don't see it with Twilight. It was just, it was good it was and everyone literally, likes it. It's literally just because it was popular and because teen girls liked it. That is the only reason. Because people That's love right. to hate things that teen girls love because That's nobody true. values teen girls. <laughs> That's like, so true. It's That's the only reason. They're this like, oh, I, it must yeah. be stupid because... Young girls like it. This is why I am done with the... I have hated from the start, and I still hate them, the pumpkin spice latte and Ugg jokes that people make about teenage girls. And <laughs> yeah, now it's like... the fun. like Yeah, and now it's like more... Now it's like young adult girls. But it mm. made me so mad. I would be like, and so what? Like, you, they can't enjoy those things? I'm so confused. Yeah. Uh, um, people be like, it's so Pumpkin spice lattes are good. <laughs> yeah, they'd be amazing. And Uggs are comfortable. I also, it's... <laughs> Exactly. And it's it's also why I, I hate like the basic white girl jokes. I will very occasionally make them about myself, which is very different. I don't think we should be making these jokes about other people because it's rude and offensive and that people <laughs> like what they like. Like, uh, who was it? Someone the other day was talking about like when people have like inspirational like signs all over their walls and they're like, that's some basic white girl shit. And I'm like, who asked you? Is it hurting you? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, leave everybody alone, okay? Maybe I like Twilight. Maybe I like Live, Laugh, Love. Okay. <laughs> okay, is it hurting you? I'm no, but it must be stupid. <laughs> it's got to be stupid because it's something that women like, you know? Uh, so true. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm sick of that. So that's why I, I, I'm very, um, I, 
try not to, but I have before succumbed to peer pressure because I am so desperate to be liked. Um, but the, um, so like I was a huge twihard, you know, in like middle school and then everyone started hating it. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh God, is it bad to like Twilight? But I very quickly was like, no, I like Twilight and I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> I was that like, is so I funny. And I was I'm so, so glad you did. See, the I, way you're I describing it, like, like in those just... phases, <laughs> I yeah. my initial phase when it was first popular was that I immediately didn't like it. Yes, and then yes. I guess when everyone was excited <laughs> about hating it, I was just over it entirely. Because I don't ever remember like hating it with people. I was just hating it by myself as soon as people started liking it. Because I heard it was a romance. And I was like, yes. so you're like That's probably stupid. dumb. I hate, I hate boys and romance and feelings. I have no feelings at all. Um, so, but then when it, I do remember when people were getting like mad about it like a couple years after. And then I was like, are we still on this? Because I just initially decided to hate it and live with that for the right. rest You're of my like, life. Guys, why are you not on my page? Okay, like everyone. No, we should have been out. all on the same page from the start. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was good, and I was wrong. And I think, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's fine. I mean, we all do that, I think, because it's like something when something gets really popular, it's kind of annoying if you're not in on it, you know? Yeah, um, it is. But I think that then it it became crazy. Like I think there are valid criticisms of mm-hmm. anything you want to make valid yeah. criticisms of. So I think you can definitely have valid criticisms of things about Twilight that maybe you're like, oh, that's not, I yeah. didn't enjoy that or whatever. But people got so crazy and tried to make it like so intense. Like mm-hmm. I, it, this is about abuse and all this. And like, oh, how terrible. I remember that. And I'm like, okay, listen. And people were like, oh, disgusting. He's a hundred years old and she's 17. I'm like, literally, this is how immortal romance works. I don't know how to tell you anything else. Like, this, it's not like that Stephanie so Meyer invented funny. vampires being with humans. <laughs> like, no. how do you want him to go about it? <laughs> do you want him to be with an 80 year old woman? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It, yeah, that that I one always got it. me. That critique. They're definitely like, and the I do. I was torn for a while on like the critique of like, well, he's kind of he's overbearing and controlling under the guise of overprotective, and I think that's because a lot of us have a bad taste in our mouths about it, which is extremely valid. But after reading and then reading it again and watching the movie a bunch. I think it's important to note that it's not overbearing. It actually is overprotective and they're two very different things. But guys who are abusive just like to call themselves overprotective. So that's why we have this like knee jerk reaction to, oh, then he's abusive. But that's because we've been told by abusers that they're just overprotective. But actually someone can be overprotective or protective. And that's actually good and nice, actually. Yeah, like, because I was trying to pay attention to that when I read it this time because I hadn't read it in like 10 years so I was mm-hmm. trying to see like was there anything actually in that um and I was kind of feeling the same way I was like I mean she is in danger a lot like she's in girl danger almost dies in every chapter of this yeah. book so yeah. I understand if he's a little freaked out but I never felt like there's a weird thing where like he's I don't know well, if I it was know. abusive, it would be because he's trying to control her. And also, yeah. there probably wouldn't be, like, actual reasons for her to need to be protected. Like, she is constantly almost dying from the start in the book. It's even more obvious in the book than in the movie. Yeah. But um, I think that that's the big difference. Like, there's a lot of behaviors that people like to... And it's where this whole, like, push against, like, toxic masculinity and all that. And everyone's up in arms on both sides of the issue. And I just think in a lot of ways, like, a lot of things 
they can be take they can like happen for the wrong motivations and then that's what makes it switch and be abusive so i think that a lot of people are kind of just not like paying that much attention like to the motivations at all and just being like Mm, those look like all the red flags of an abusive controlling person instead of like actually caring about the story and the reasons behind it and noting the differences between somebody who is quote unquote overprotective because they want to control someone and overprotective because someone is actually in significant danger. Right. Very different. And like, oh, I totally agree. And also I feel like, yeah, Edward is kind of annoying. Like, that's part of his character. But you know yes. what? Bella is also like, I'm not taking anything from you. Bella is so like doing her own thing and she very is. much knows what she's getting into. I'm like, how can mm-hmm. you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like even <laughs> though he's a vampire, I don't really feel like there's that much of an imbalance all the time because she's like no. not going to take shit from him, you know? I don't think so either. I honestly kind of, I think they're both a wreck. I think, like, oh, they're they both, are. like, a teenage, like, hormone-driven first love, but also, like, supernatural, like, ongoing romance-type love. Yes. Just a mess <laughs> of all of those things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a fictional teen romance about vampires. Like, I just feel like people got way too crazy about it, you know? I mean, <laughs> like, did. I love it, but I mean, people got way too crazy about being mean about it. Because <laughs> I'm like, yes, just let people it's... have their fun, you know? It's fine. People enjoy it. Is it hurting you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I do hot take, though. Do people still say hot take? Is that just me? Uh, Sure. We can say hot take. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I guess hot take. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I do think that Edward and Bella both would be theater kids. Like, I do (laughs) think that they're theater kids. A bit performative, you would say. <laughs> a little bit performative. So very <laughs> so just dramatic. feeling all of the feelings all of the time. But like sincerely all the feelings and so much, so much more. And everything is life or death. Even the stuff that that's not actually life or death. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. I will say that while I was reading this, I was cracking up because I felt like I realized I think one of the main differences between them is that Edward makes everything a huge deal while to Bella it's like oh that's not Nothing. that's okay like yeah. she's like whatever it's fine I so <laughs> enjoyed that their dynamic the whole time yeah, yeah that is so what's going on it it's is like, so funny everything to him is like insanely a huge deal yeah and she's just like I'm vibing I don't know <laughs> He's like he's like full time theater kid. She's like part time. She's I think she's inward theater kid. You know that's what. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. He's just inward, outward, just feeling and expressing all of the things all of the time. Yeah. yeah, he's got a lot of feelings, Mr. Cullen does. He does. I think I liked him actually more in the book rereading. Like I don't dislike him in the movie at all, but in mm-hmm. the in the book, I I think he's almost a little bit warmer, like a little more like kind of just a teenage boy. Yes, I felt that too. I was like, he feels more like a baby to me in this. Like, he's kind of younger, like a little sillier, like a little. Yeah, um, he's a little like mischievous. Yeah, yeah, a little mischievous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was getting that too because I think that one of the I love the movie by the way, but I think that one of the things they didn't quite capture as well in the movie is like there's a lot of Bella Edward like banter back and forth and like Mm -hmm. teasing. They tease each other all the time. And yeah. I feel like it wasn't quite captured in the, no. in the movie. I feel like the way the movie was written, it just kind of like bypassed all of like the like sarcasm and joking and banter and lightheartedness 
to go for the very deep, intense, like, drama romance. And they were like, we don't want people to laugh. We want people to be heartbroken. Uh, I mean, I do think the first Twilight movie is funny, though. <laughs> it's funny. How? There are some lines in it that are hilarious. Are you kidding me? I crack up every Charlie's time I watch it. Charlie's funny, and I also love that actor. I thought I love... he was funny in every single scene he's in. <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, he's hilarious. I love him. But, okay, when Bella first goes over to the Collins, and they're making dinner for her, and she shows up and is like, and Edward's like, uh, she already ate. And then everyone's super awkward. And it's so funny. That is hilarious. You know that was funny? Oh, I just felt so awkward. Funny. I was like, and I feel whole... so bad for everyone right and now. And then everyone, and Alice is like, oh, you do smell good. And Edward's face is like, he's like so embarrassed. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then when they, oh my God, all of Bella's human friends are so funny in the movie. Oh, they're hey, the what's worst. what's up there, Arizona? How you like in the rain, girl? <laughs> They cr- all the stuff that you think is funny. This is like why I don't think SpongeBob is funny. This is the difference in our humor. It's very visible oh my right God. now. Twilight is a comedy. <laughs> it makes me cringe. The parts that you think are funny are the really awkward moments that I would just like cringe. And you're like, it's so funny. And it's like SpongeBob makes me cringe. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just in the first Twilight movie is SpongeBob. <laughs> No, but if you enjoy Spongebob, maybe you two will think that some of the scenes in Twilight are funny. <laughs> I think we should watch it again, and I think you're going to laugh. I think I should watch it with you, So because if I oh, see yeah. when you laugh, maybe it'll like put the awkward scenes into a new light for me, instead of I'm just like, wow, I'd be so embarrassed I'd throw myself out the window. <laughs> oh, we got to watch it together. Let's totally do it. I want to watch it so bad. Oh Hell my yeah. God. So I guess I can do the summary. Honestly, I feel like everybody listening to this, we all already know the plot. You guys know. You guys know um i will i have hadn't read it in so long that there are some things that are different from the movie that i totally forgot about plot wise same yeah yeah and i was i was wondering if there was going to be even more that i'd forgotten i was expecting that because javi kept just being like just watch the movie just watch the movie and i was like no because they're gonna know because i'm gonna (laughs) say something that doesn't happen in the book that happens in the movie i Uh, think that every time we do something where there's a movie a part of me is like maybe i'll just watch the movie and then I'm like, See, no, Kendall, they're going to know. <laughs> they're going to know. How would they know? No, they actually will know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I didn't rewatch the movie, but I do want to now because I didn't want to get mixed up. And honestly, I still right. might because I've seen the first movie so much. But I was surprised there, aside from a couple like little details, most of the details were correct. I think the movie was the most different in the way that it portrayed Edward's character. Like, he was just so serious and kind of morose most of the time in the movie. And it's really, like, 50-50 in the book. Maybe a little bit even, like, maybe, like, 60-40. Like, he's pretty, like, he's having a good time in the book. Well, I think this is, like, the first... I think Edward has been depressed for 100 years. And mm-hmm. you see this in the movie, too. But I think that now he's like, all right, I got a girlfriend. So he's kind of letting loose. So we're, like, yeah, seeing Edward when he's, like, having fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's not normal I, for him. It's not. But I feel like in the movie, I feel like they just didn't capture that as much for him. I wanted to see him having more fun. He does and, like, feel- every now and then... There's, like, a little bit of, like, a smirk or, like, a little bit. I think he laughs, like, once in the whole movie. <laughs> There's, like, yeah, I'm going to have to watch it again. But I think, I don't know. I love him in the movie, but I did feel like he was a little different in the book. Yeah, totally I agree. think if I had read the book first, there is a possibility I might have been Team Edward. But I watched <laughs> the movie first. Oh, they got you a 
with Taylor Lautner. They were like, look how hot he is. And I was like, well, it is Taylor Lautner. Actually, no, because again, of course he's hot. But I was in my, I'm not going to do what everyone else is doing. So I was like, oh, Taylor Lautner, I guess he's fine. Uh, no, I actually really just like <laughs> fell in love with him because he was so, he was so fun. Like in like the next oh, couple of movies. Jacob that's is when. definitely the fun one. He's the know, fun one. For sure. And he doesn't take himself so seriously. And he's just like a boyish, like he's just a kid all the time, even when he's grown. And Very that's fun. why I was like, okay, he's definitely more me. I definitely like Jacob. Cause, especially because Edward got more and more serious as the movies went on. And well, I was yes, like, he does. You're right. See, so that's, that's why. But I don't know, because in the first book, Edward was so much more like, easygoing he's comparatively. He's really cute. He's so he's cute. He's adorable. Right? <laughs> I might have been Team Edward if I'd read this book. Oh, oh my god, what could have happened? The world will never know. But now we wouldn't have this this cool rivalry that we have. <laughs> this cool <laughs> thing. It's cool. cool. <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I invited Hobby to speak on the pod too because he's also Team Edward, but I think he's forgotten. And I'm not going to remind him because I forgot about the fact that I don't have any way to defend Jacob in this book because he's just a 15 year old baby. <laughs> I mean, I love Jacob. I mean, he's so cute for sure. Yeah, but he's really not in it even as a love interest in this one. So No, he's not. So I really have like literally nothing I can say. <laughs> I basically <laughs> just said everything I can give you guys yep, for why I'm it. Team Jacob. <laughs> okay, so the book. So it starts out pretty much the same way it does in the movie. Uh, Bella has just moved from from Phoenix, Arizona to Forks, Washington. If you guys don't know, the Northwest United States, uh, so Oregon, Washington, North Northern California, all everything up there is so rainy most of the year. It is pretty temperate. It doesn't get really, really cold. It all doesn't get really, really hot. There's like it probably gets above 80 like for like a couple weeks in the summer. Um, but it's usually like, it's temperate. It doesn't get freezing cold either, typically. Um, but it's rainy all the time. And if you're from like the South or anywhere else where there's storms, you're not, I promise that you're not picturing the right kind of rain. It's more like the sky (laughs) spits on you just constantly, just constantly (laughs) every single day. So I could very much envision the setting and it's absolutely where vampires would be. There's still sunshine. You get sunshine like a couple times a day. Well, that's not true. A couple times a week, you'll get some moments of sunshine. And then for like a couple weeks in the summer, you'll get some sunny days. But you just learn to live walking around getting rained on. And nobody carries mm. an umbrella. So if you guys see someone in the movies, like in or- and it's set in Oregon, and people are carrying umbrellas everywhere, not realistic. It's like a thing of pride. <laughs> They're like, I'm just going to wear a hoodie. I am fully protected with a hoodie on. So... <laughs> That was kind of funny, too, because I, I noticed in the book, like, none of the characters, like, really carry umbrellas. Like, Bella's mm. hair is wet all the time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is how they live. This is how they live up there. So, anyway, so she's just moved there from Phoenix because her mom is kind of this free spirit. Um, she's she's funny. Oh, uh, Renee. Oh, Renee. <laughs> she, she basically, she just married this, like, baseball player dude who's trying to get, like, signed. So they've been traveling. And Bella kind of just, I think, felt like she was holding her mom back. And so she decided that instead of continually feeling like she's holding her mom back, she would let her mom go off and travel with Phil, the new guy, and she would go spend, like, the last few years of high school with Charlie, her father, who she, in the book, they, I didn't, I did not realize, like, when watching the movie, how little time she had spent with him in her life, but very little time. Like, she is 
he's not really a stranger, but he's more like a distant uncle, I feel like, is like how, like they that level of knowing each other. Yeah, they just spend a couple weeks together in the summer, right? Like, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, just a couple weeks. Yeah, so she, I don't even think, and she's she didn't want to go back to Forks, so even like the last several years that she's seen him hasn't even, she, like she made him meet her in California, so... Mm-hmm. More like, maybe not like a distant uncle, but more like an uncle. Like, they don't have, like, the father-daughter bond really yet. Uh, but they're both kind of loners. I really like Charlie. I just I think he's love the best Charlie. dude. He is, he is so sweet. I mean, and every I'm so excited because everybody also loves Charlie. Like, if you go on, like, Twilight TikTok, <laughs> yeah. people, like, love him. I he think my mom so had nice. a crush on him. And I was oh, like, yeah. I also kind of have a crush on him. Oh, yeah, totally. Especially he's in the so movie. Eligible. He's kind of hot in the movie. Oh, he's totally <laughs> hot in the movie. And he's so eligible compared to all the other, like, he's emotional so baby eligible. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the chief of police, uh, Chief Swan, which, what a good last name, by the way, Swan. It's a good last name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, so Bella moves up there. She's, like, basically resigned herself to being miserable. She starts a new school. And right away, all the boys are like, Hello, hello, beautiful girl from Phoenix. Uh, can I be your friend? Would you like to ask me to a dance? Like Literally. all of them. All of them. Oh my god, it it's was crazy. Funny. But I guess it's I guess because it's Forks is like kind of it's a small town, and so these guys have pretty much grown up with the same girls, and so Bella is something new. So all of the boys are interested. We've mm-hmm. got Mike. We've got Eric. We've got. Tyler. So Tyler, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. We've got Tyler. Um, so they're all kind of like flirting with her. She makes friends with Lauren, a.k.a. Uh, what's her name? No, Jess. Jessica. What did I say? Oh, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. Lauren's like the bitchy one. Yeah. yeah. Jessica. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. So I love Jessica. She is so funny. <laughs> she is. I feel like Anna Kendrick nailed Jessica. Like, oh, she that did. That is exactly Jessica. She uh, jumped then, right off the page. Yeah. She did. And then there's Angelica, right? That's her name? Or is it Angela? Angela. Yeah, Angela. Yeah, see, I don't know. Angela. I clearly paid a lot of attention to the friends. I don't have a lot of girlfriends, and this might be why, was because every time that she was spending time with all the girls, I was like, can we like skip? What's happening? No, elsewhere? are you kidding me? I love her friends. I They're don't. They're so cute. The boys are kind of entertaining. Like, Well, watching. I love Angela and Jess. Mike is nice, too. He's just a little much. Mike know? is, yeah, Mike's a little much, but he's nice. I felt so bad for Mike, and then I'd be annoyed with him. Um, but anyways, so... <laughs> oh, so Mike. Jessica, a.k.a. Anna Kendrick, Angela, and Lauren, who, like Kendall said, is kind of bitchy. She's and not even boys. in the movie. I was yeah. like, I totally forgot Lauren existed. I'm glad they took her out. I completely she, forgot, add too. Anything. She added nothing at all. Uh, and honestly, like, Jessica's also kind of bitchy. I felt like we got enough of that from Jessica. Like she's she's, she's fun not, though. She's, Sometimes she's she is. Sweet. She's bitchy she's on the like, inside because she's really jealous so. of Mike liking Bella. But she had she didn't do anything about it really. She just kind of like you could tell she likes Mike, and so she's a little bit like, oh, I hate that Mike seems to like Bella. But she didn't do anything about no, it. No, she didn't. I and then like Bella she had an helped attitude. Jessica even get the date with Mike. So is it's this like, why I don't have girlfriends? I really felt like Jessica's yeah. vibe was really bitchy. <laughs> no, Jess is a great friend. And she would only she call just... for gossip. She only called Bella to be like, so you and Edward. And then she'd be like, my dad's home. And she's like, okay, well, you can tell me in trig. And she's like, there's like a line about she sounded like annoyed at not having something to gossip about. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how like when you're first making friends with girls, a lot of it is 
let's talk about who we like, you know, especially when you're in high school. So it's like they're kind of new friends. So you wouldn't expect them to have a bunch to talk about. Plus, it's mm. kind of exciting when the hottest boy in school likes your new friend. So you're yeah. probably going to call her about it. Yeah, but would you be annoyed? To be excited. Yeah, but would no. you be annoyed with her if she wasn't? Because Jessica what? was. Jess was annoyed with Bella. Like multiple times there were times when it said that she was annoyed. I think she was. I think she was annoyed because Bella's not very reciprocative of like oh. some of the like excitement about stuff. And also Bella's hiding a lot of actual secrets about Edward. So she's not going to be as mm. excited as Jessica wants her to be. Because mm. Jessica probably called and was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to hear about how your date with Edward went. And Bella's like, it's fine. And so Jess is probably like, OK, I guess I'll see you in Trig. That kind of thing. I don't think it was being bitchy. I think Jess is just kind this of is like really excited. shining a light on my lack of <laughs> friendships actually right now. Now I'm thinking back and I'm like, are there times when people thought I was I was the bitch because I wasn't giving them the details they wanted? Listen, I don't want you to take this the wrong way at all. But there were times because I love her so much. Mm-hmm. There were times when I was reading this where I was like, Bella has huge ash energy. <laughs> what? I she literally does. was like, Bella has so much Ash energy. I don't know how, I don't want to say this if she doesn't like that, but. That's so funny. Think, In what way? I mean, I'm not oh offended at all. I love my main Bella, character syndrome. Bella but. is a queen, an icon, a legend. She's my best friend. I love Bella Swan so much. When I reread this, I was like, I'm obsessed with Bella Swan. I truly am. Um, it's a lot of it. It's the like kind of being a little inward in groups and wanting <laughs> Like, once again, like, sometimes, I don't know. I just feel like you guys both have a bit of a, like, everyone really likes you, but sometimes you're kind of like, it's fine, I'll just be by myself. (laughs) That kind of thing. Yeah. And so (laughs) it's very much being okay with being by yourself, being very self-sufficient. You guys both are like, oh, it's fine, I'll just cook whatever, and I'll do it, and it's fine. Like, you are very, like, I'm good with making stuff up on the fly. I will be fine. Like, everything's going to be fine. Very self-sufficient and kind of even keel. But then at the same time, having a lot, a lot going on in the, in the noggin. I think you guys, you guys reminded me of each other. That's funny. These are all interesting parallels. Hearing you say it, I'm like, oh, that is valid. I didn't even think for a second about her, like, cooking, like, meals oh it's such a big deal she does it the whole time because it's so not me i'm like that's how i recognize it because bella's like i was just like Charlie yeah. doesn't ever eat. i wonder what i'm gonna make for dinner Charlie <laughs> only ever goes to the diner and he never cooks and i'm like i'm honestly very charlie i think in that way but she's <laughs> like she's like it's fine i'll just i'm you guys both i think here's what it is you're very uh mature in some ways because bella not saying that you've had to do this because your mom is not really like Renee, but you both, mm-hmm. I think, are people who will step up and take care of things. It, mm-hmm. um, and it just comes naturally to you to do that. Bella has basically had to parent her own mother her whole life. So she's very yeah. mature and very much like, oh, I'm just going to take care of it. That's why she's so self-sufficient yeah. and she's so reliable. Like she's taking care mm-hmm. of Charlie now and Charlie's her dad. And so Charlie has to be like, listen, it's fine. I've done my stuff. Like you're doing yeah. a great job. Thanks for like making dinner and stuff. But I've been fine for 17 years. And she's like, <laughs> it's okay. I'll take care of it. Like she's just ready to take care That's of true. things. That's, That's true. That's true. think of you. I didn't even think about that. But actually, I really liked her in the book. So I definitely resonated more with her. I feel like we didn't get to see as much of that like part of her in the movies. Because no, the movies were all about her and Edward, the feelings about Edward and the problems with trying to be with Edward. 
and not as much of like that personal stuff about her being like yeah, self-sufficient there's a lot of, taking like, care of Charlie and yes there's a lot of inward Bella stuff that didn't really get to be in the movie that's true I, I think, think she's, she's more a great fun in character. the book. She I a great love character. her. I think she's more fun in the book too. Like way more fun. And like, so I'm in flattered like that you think that I'm similar because I really like her in the book. <laughs> oh, Hooray! Oh. My my main character. I thought you were going like, to say that. I no, you were my main character like, oh, is so happy though. Was coming out. Um, like no, okay, I'm yeah, so Bella. Glad, though. In like the movie, Bella when she goes with Angela and Jess to like pick out dresses in Port Angeles. She's just kind of, like, in her own head, like, writing stuff down, like, thinking about what the book she's going to get. And, like, uh, I'm really not yeah. into this. And she leaves early. But in the book, she's, like, helping them. And she's, like, oh, that would look great on you, Jess. And all this. And, like, being really excited yeah. about girls' night. And then she's, like, oh, yeah. by the way, I'll just go to a bookstore while I'm out. Like, she's a little bit more, yeah. I think. Um, she's more like of a joiner. Yeah. <laughs> she's more of a in joiner. In the movie, she... <laughs> In the movie, she, like, her, as soon as she meets Edward, every single thought that we get to see from her in the movie is in some way related to Edward. And in the book, it's she's a little more balanced. It's I still a lot of Edward. I think sort of that but... way in the book, though, too, but she's better at, yeah. Because I think that's part of the reason why Jess starts getting annoyed with her is because after things get, like, more serious with Edward in the book, you have to admit, she really is, like, she even says it, she's like, this is all I care about now. Yep. <laughs> She's like, I don't care about school anymore. <laughs> yep, it's true. He like, says the same is... thing. He's like, you are my life now. And I'm like, this is very fast, but I'll accept it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, I guess you guys are in love. But she, yeah. um, I think that, I mean, it makes sense. Like if you find out vampires are real, I'm not going to be like, okay, yeah, I can't wait to work with my Spanish homework. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I have a vampire no, boyfriend. No, it's valid. Now, so. I just, I maybe because I think the movie we, because they have to pick and choose scenes, so of course they're going to pick and choose the scenes that have right. more Edward. And Absolutely. so we just don't get, we don't get as much time with Bella pre, every, everything is about Edward. So and true, in the, in the In the book, you get a little more. And I think it makes me like her more. My electricity oh, yeah. just flickered. Absolutely. Totally agree, bestie. <laughs> Anyways, so I... Sorry, that was such a long tangent. <laughs> no, I am so appreciative, though, because typically I'm the one who is obnoxiously like, so I really related to the main character, and everyone is like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so this was really nice. What a nice surprise for me. <laughs> tell somebody that... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, funny. anyway, I love Bella. She's an iconic so, queen. Yes, yeah, she's iconic. She's delightful. She's very self-sufficient. As soon as she gets to Fork, she just kind of starts taking care of Charlie. She actually gets along with Charlie really well, which I think that mm-hmm. she kind of didn't really know what to expect. But they think they both... I don't really think either of them really knew what to expect from living together. But it turns out, like, they're both very, like, inward, kind of, like, independent, quiet people who mm-hmm. would rather care for each other in kind of, like, subtle, just, like, consistent ways. Yes. So they're actually... Oh. Yeah, so they're actually like really good roomies. I'm like <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah, they, were, really they basically sweet. are roomies. They basically yeah, are. you're right because I didn't. You're right because like Bella will like make dinner for them, but mm-hmm. Charlie puts uh, chains on her wheels when it snows, like yeah. that kind of thing. And yeah. she's like, "Oh my god, he's like taking care of me. That's yeah. so sweet." You're I right. bet anything their love languages are the same. <laughs> like, oh yeah, acts of service. Sure. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so that's good. She's making those friends at school. The boys are asking her out. Uh, she's basically, there's this girl's choice dance and like none of the boys seem to really <laughs> grasp this concept. 
Uh, they basically all try to get her to ask them or just like, hey, will you ask me to the dance? And she's like, I'm going to be in Seattle that weekend because she doesn't want to dance. And she's such a bad dancer and she's so clumsy. This is just like an accepted fact from anybody who knows her is like Bella is the clumsiest person. Oh, that was the other thing. You guys are both clumsy. (laughs) As I was saying it, it just hit me. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that was the other thing. I, you guys, I am I am covered in bruises all day, every day from running into things, and I don't remember half of it. I got, like, a wicked bad bruise on my knee. It's, like, the size of a clementine, and it is from walking into a chair. Like, and it was, like, bad and deep purple, and oh, it, it's true. Javi gets afraid I'm going to kill myself in some really stupid way. <laughs> wow. I, I'm... Edward energy. Edward energy. It's true. Yeah, I think he really relates to Edward, and that is shocking to me. Because, okay, book Edward, yes, more in common. But way more in common with Jacob later on, my husband. But anyways, that's for another time. I'm sure I'll rant about it another time. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, she's telling the boy she's going to go to Seattle. So now she's kind of, like, started this ruse, so she has to keep it up. So she she tells her dad she's going to go to Seattle when the dance happens. And he's like, are you sure you can drive all that way in your truck? By the way, he bought her a truck. The truck used to belong to Billy Black. uh, So that's Jacob's father. And he bought it off him for Bella, which is very sweet. Um, and so she's at school. She's getting used to school. There's, like, the iconic scene where she first meets Edward. And he just looks repulsed by her. Like, I think it's, like, chem lab or something. They're probably yes. partners. And he just looks like he smells something horrible. And he <laughs> leaves. And Bella is, like, super offended. It and he does the so same thing again. too. Yeah, and it's then he so tries offensive. to switch classes while she when she yeah. walks in, and he's like, oh, "I guess I'll have yeah. to stay in my class." <laughs> yeah, and then he like disappears for like a week or whatever, and he comes back, and his eyes have changed because they were black, and now they're they're like pretty like bronze color or whatever, like mm-hmm. the amber, and. He's like, I'm so sorry I was rude. And she's like, bro, like, pick, just pick a side. (laughs) What is happening? Um, So they're both very smart, smarty pants. So they're really good lab partners. And they kind of like start bantering with each other that way. And he starts asking her questions, trying to get to know her. And she's like, I just don't understand why you hate me. And then he like freezes her out again. And it's he for the first part of this book, he is periodically getting to know her and then freezing her out. Oh, getting yeah. to know her and then freezing her out. And she's super done with it. Um, but basically, He's totally gaslighting her, too. A hundred percent. It's so frustrating. You're like, All Dude. Edward does in this book is gaslight gatekeep girl boss. He really, like, <laughs> he does the whole thing. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, so basically, uh, Bella is in the parking lot of the school one day when uh, it's been a, was this a snowy day or something? Or just really rainy? Uh, I forget. Yeah, it was icy. It was snowy, yeah, because Charlie put the chains on her tire. So it was an icy day. And Tyler, uh, one of the boys who uh, has been like, kind of like trying to win her affections, he loses control of his car. And sorry if I'm getting farther away from the microphone, you guys, I'm plugging my computer. Um, but he loses control of his car and basically he would have crushed Bella between his car and her car because she hadn't gotten into her car yet, except that somehow that doesn't happen. Like in a split second, Edward is there and we all know the scene. Like I'm sure all of you know the scene. 
And it's really just it's like so this in the iconic. movie. It is so iconic. And Edward stops the car <laughs> and he protects Bella. And so there's like a huge dent in Tyler's car and in her car, but she's safe. And she's like, how, how did you do that? You were all the way over there. And he's like, no, no, Bella, I was right beside you. And she's like, you definitely weren't. And he's like, um, Bella, you hit your head really hard when you fell. I think oh you need to God. go to the hospital. So... <laughs> Uh, and who works at the hospital? Oh my God, Carlisle. Who? Doctor Carlisle. Doctor Carlisle Cullen. Okay, I. He's hot. Above all, I mean, what a crush! Like, what? I have a huge. Crush. Who doesn't have oh, a huge crush on Carlisle? And here is the thing: I've been waiting. I've been saving this because this has literally ruined my life. But I was reading it. You know, I think this was last night when I was reading, and. Edward tells Bella, Carlisle got turned into a vampire when he was 23. Mm-hmm. Carlisle Cullen is 23 years old. It literally ruined my whole life. I don't know how to explain the depths of despair I was in when I heard that. It's like Why? freaking because me Because you're out. older than him now? Because I'm older than him. I had always imagined Carlisle to be like this ageless older father figure. But like, well, he is. Like, he's hot. But he's I'm hot. Like, and he was born in the 1600s. But he was born in the 1600s. Yes, but Ash 23. That is a baby. When he I was cannot turned, get over it. He is hundreds of years old, Spoons. Okay, so Edward is still basically a 17-year-old. I can't handle this. In some ways. This. But, but Edward is much... Edward was turned in 1918. 18. In 1918. So much more recent. So much more. So Carlisle has Ash, the age like and the a wisdom. Year old. He's I hot. can't do it. In the movie, he doesn't. I think he oh looks my older. God. No, he definitely, they aged him up in the movie. I yeah. just, I think that was what was ruining me because well, I had always I think... imagined him to look older than that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he literally is a 23 year old. Yeah. This is sickening. But even in the book, <laughs> they don't ever say that he looks like, they say like, the young doctor and like his pretty young late wife. Twenties, I think. Yeah. yeah, but they don't say he looks that young. Which I'm like, well, you know, living in, life in the 1600s was hard. He probably wasn't doing <laughs> so hot before he was turned. Yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> I mean, for what? For the 1600s, 23 is basically like middle aged. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, here. Okay, I have a quick soapbox, guys. Mortality rates for infants were so much higher in the Middle Ages and, and that kind of thing. So, of course, the, the median age of life, if you calculate everybody, is going to be younger. Mm-hmm. But there were still people who lived to be old yes. a long time ago. Okay, mm-hmm. so box over. Thank you. People <laughs> remember that. Not everybody died when they were 40 in 1580. You know, it's just... There were it's a lot just of the babies media, who died. because all the babies. Yes, That's exactly. really sad for other reasons. Thank you for that. Thank you for just well, properly is, I mean, proportioning my sadness. <laughs> people had a lot of kids, and you might die before you're five. You never know. You, know. That's so, you never know. How sad. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Carlisle works at the hospital. He meets Bella. Uh, Chief Swan is all, are you okay? Is that in the book or the movie where Chief Swan's kind of a part of that scene? That uh, might be more than the movie. No, that's in the movie. Yeah. That's what I thought. Edward shows up in the mm-hmm. scene in the book, and he's, like, sitting on the edge of Tyler's bed, like, teasing Bella mm-hmm. for, like, <laughs> being in the hospital. Yeah, he is. And she's like, I'm so mad at you. How come you didn't have to come in on a stretcher? Yeah, she, he's just like, and so he, he just kind of, like, dazzles people. Like, I know Jack. 
Jasper's power is the like manipulating people's emotions and that Edward can mm-hmm. read minds. But Edward's ability to dazzle people in the book is almost super. I mean, I do feel like it's supernatural. Like he seems to almost <laughs> be able to like influence people. But apparently, like Bella just puts it all down to he's just that hot, basically. He's like, so hot. <laughs> he's just so hot and charming that everyone is like, like he's like the MPs are like, do you need to go on a stretcher? And he's like, no, I'm fine. I'll meet you at the hospital. And they're like, he says he's fine. He's so, what a handsome young man. I guess he can. <laughs> what a strapping young lad. <laughs> strapping young lad. I guess he can drive himself to the hospital. Uh, so anyways. Literally. <laughs> so he's there. He teases her. This is where Belle's like, okay, I suspected something was different before. Now I know for a fact, like something is different about Edward and his siblings. So this starts her on her like hunt for information. Uh, fast forward a little bit. She goes to the beach on like a, it's like, I think Slate said like, I can't speak. They said like a 60 degree day or something, which I'm like, yeah, that's warm, I guess. The beaches in, side note, the beaches in the Northwest are so different from any beach I had ever been on because like in Texas, you go to the coast. Yes, we have a coast in Texas. And it smells like salt and like decaying things because it's hot. You go there and it's like sterile. Like you can't smell salt. Nothing is decaying, so there's not, like, that's not a part of, like, the scent. Like, there's literally no, like, noticeable smell. It is oh, the weirdest weird. thing. It's very strange, and I was so disappointed by it, because, be, like, smelling, like, the salt at the beach is, like, one of my favorite things. And then I, I went in with all my clothes on once, and I was hanging, I hung up my wet jeans to dry, and just, like, I remember, like, like picking them up to smell them, thinking they're going to smell, like, salty and, and dirty and stuff from being in the ocean. No! They didn't smell like anything! I was just like, what is happening? I was just so, my mind was blown. But they are, they're just majestic. The beaches are majestic and beautiful. Mm. And yeah, you go where, and you wear your hoodie. And you don't, most people don't go in the water. You can go in the water, but you probably want to be wearing clothes. You're like, let's just go walk around on some rocks. (laughs) That sounds like a good beach day. No, that's it. That's what they do. That's a beach day. Is you go, you walk around on the beach. Maybe you do a campfire. You crawl around on the rocks. That's literally, that's it. You maybe you wade if someone's brave and they want to wade with you. I I went in the water and many crawling times. around on rocks sounds fun. I think so. Yeah, it's fun, but it's not just you can you guys same. just need to know what to expect if you've never been to a Northwest Beach Day and all the Northwesterners are inviting you. Like you might not even need to pack a swimsuit. Like I'm just, it's just you're like all so right. You've me. got sunscreen. You've got your flip flops, and they're like, "What are you doing?" That was me. Yeah, they're like, uh, "You're gonna be cold." I do remember people telling me all the time, "You're gonna be cold," and I would go in the water anyways because I'm like, I have to go in the water at the beach. But everyone else would be like, "It is very cold. That's very stupid." Um, <laughs> but anyways, so they go to they go to the beach. It's like a quote unquote warmer day. It's like 60 degrees, which to me is still chilly. But uh, while they're there, so it's called La Push, and it's on the reservation that Jacob and his family live on. And so Jacob's there with some of his friends, and they're like, hey. And he's like, you don't remember me, do you? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, I'm, like, the youngest of, like, you know, like, Billy Black's kids or whatever, so I was probably a baby. And um, he's 15 now. And he is so sweet and funny, and mm-hmm. he says one pie. of one of his friends. Yeah, he's a cutie pie. Uh, Mike or Mike or maybe it's Lauren makes some kind of dig about Edward not coming to the beach because uh-huh. uh, he had known about the trip, but he was intentionally not invited because Mike was being a brat. Uh, it doesn't matter; he can't go anyways because. Well, Bella invited him, but then, yeah, after he found out where it was, he was like, oh, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going. (laughs) And so she's like, okay, fine, I guess. Um, 
And then basically one of the one of Jacob's friends goes, the Coolants don't come here. Like that mm-hmm. line or whatever that's in the movie too. And then and then Bella, which is different in the book, she's like basically decides she's gonna flirt information out of Jacob. Yes, I was like, Bella, what? Yeah, I was I like, totally forgot about that. I felt so bad for Jacob. I was like, Jacob, this is about to lead you down a path of such pain you have never known. Oh my God, <laughs> seriously. Little did she know when she started flirting with Jacob on the beach that he was going to be involved in her life for the rest of time. For the rest of time. Do uh, this. It's, it's insane. So oh they go walking down the beach and he tells her the story of the cold ones. He says it's like a superstition that his tribe has and that his father still believes in. But he thinks at this point, Jacob really knows nothing. So he mm-hmm. thinks that this is all made up. But basically, it just says like he says like the cold ones. He basically he said, I think he actually straight up says they're vampires. So there's yeah, not as much build up to vampires in no, the movie yeah. that doesn't happen uh he's like the cold ones aka vampires basically uh aren't allowed to come on our land and but we agreed to let them live in the territory as long as they only hunt animals instead of people and legend has it that those cold ones are the very same cullens or whatever and some mm-hmm. people still believe it and jacob thinks it's all nonsense and bella's like haha yeah that's so silly oh my god could it be true <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. like, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> yeah. So then she uh, she goes home and, like, researches it a bunch. And previously she'd had kind of this, like, funny conversation with Edward where she's like, I'm going to figure you out. You're definitely different. And he's basically like, well, what do you got so far? And she says something like radioactive spider bite or something. And he's, mm-hmm. like, very original. And so <laughs> I forget. They're having another conversation. And um, basically – She's like, so I have another guess. And he's like, oh, do tell. And then, you know, she says vampires or whatever. And I don't even remember what the, like how the scene went from there. It was just kind of like, because I was like, yeah, okay. He knows you know. <laughs> know he's he's known you know. Because they basically know by the time they meet up in Port Angeles, right? So, like, they're talking about it then. Yeah, she already but- knows. Like, she's already touched his skin before. Like, her hands have, like, touched his and his hand is cold. Like, she already knows. Right. But she's also kind of like, this is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, she thinks it's crazy. And Edward's concern is that she's going to tell people. Uh, And I haven't mentioned this yet because I'm insane. But uh, so Edward's powers, he can read minds, right? Like some vampires have like specific powers. He cannot read Bella's mind, which is why he is so fascinated by her. Yes. So so he doesn't know if she's going to go tell anyone that him and his family are vampires because he can't read her mind. But uh, he, like, so he reads the minds of, like, all of the people that she talks to and realizes that she hasn't said anything about him and his family being vampires to anyone. And he just doesn't really understand why. Um, But anyways, so the girl, so her friends want to go buy some dresses for the dance. Is that for the prom or for the no, it's for the girls' the, choice the, dance. The girls' choice dance, right? Because Tyler keeps telling everybody that that Bella is going to the prom with him, and she's like, "I am <laughs> yeah. not going to," because he feels bad. First of all, part of it is he feels bad about almost hitting her with his car, but also even before that, he was like hitting on her. So I'm like, also oh, yeah. he just wants people to he think just that wants you're to go to the him. dance. Yeah. yeah, he just wants to go to the dance with you. So, anyway, so she goes with them to go dress shopping in Port Angeles. And it gets dark while they're there. And like Kendall said, like she's having a good time with the girls. She's actually giving them advice. She's way more engaged. Uh, She's not just there for like research purposes like in the movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. But she does go to a bookstore. And then she leaves the bookstore and she kind of gets lost. And it's it's getting really dark. And she's like in this like warehouse district now somehow. And these creeps show up. 
and she tries Ugh. to like she tries to do the thing that we've all done where we're like mm, i'm gonna cross the street and walk a different direction and walk towards people uh, except that like they basically kind of like herded her like two of them there's four two of them broke off to basically go get in the way and they're being creepy as hell and yeah and so she's trying to like remember like okay knee to the groin uh like okay you hit them in the nose and it pushes their nose back into yeah the brain. she's like gouged she's, the eyes out <laughs> yeah exactly she's like what self-defense do i know because it's clear she's about to need her self-defense of some kind uh except that someone else shows up and his super fast super shiny volvo he just like whooshes into the scene like into the middle of the road almost would have hit her almost hit the dudes they jump back it's edward he's all get in and i'm like this is so fast and furious i'm all about it so, <laughs> so that gets- scene was crazy can i say i even knew what happened but i was like freaking out stephanie really built the suspense i was so upset i was like you disgusting men you get away from my bella now i was freaking out i know it's I really upsetting and it was so it was like it's it's the thing that all of us are like, please, please, please let this not happen yeah, to me. Yeah, that's why it's so scary. Yeah, it's scary because mm-hmm. it's something that we have all, and by we, I do I do mostly mean women, uh, have thought about. Like, it's why, mm-hmm. like, I will not go somewhere by myself at night. Like, I just won't do it. It just seems like the odds are not in my favor. So. It's just scary. Like, yeah. yeah it's know. just scary. My dogs are barking. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, uh, that was sudden. Oh, um, my kitties are sitting on the couch. Look. Oh, no, sweeties. <laughs> my, my cat disappeared. She was walking around. By- oh, there she is. She's she's staring at the window because the dogs are Flora. walking outside. Yeah, Flora. Hi, Flora, Flora. up on the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Where she loves to be. Waiting to cannonball at the worst possible moment. Okay, so basically Edward saves her. He's like, just talk to me. Distract me. And she's like, what? Why? And he's like, sorry, don't go back there and kill them. And I was yes. like, yes. Okay, I like this energy. <laughs> I know. I low-key, like, sometimes I'm like, Edward, calm down. But in that part, I'm like, yes, kill those guys. You're like, yes, do it. Do it, Edward. I mean, I mean, don't. But I, I, res- but I appreciate that I you're respect, willing to. <laughs> yes, the energy. Yeah. Okay, and I really respect, can I, I'm just, slightly, go for it. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Ooh. I have so many thoughts. Um. Whenever he picks her up and then they go to meet Jess and Angela at the restaurant and then he admits, he's like, yeah, I only came along to the restaurant because I was worried that if I wasn't with you, I was going to go back and kill those guys. Yeah, see, that's So he's like trying not to kill those guys. He's like really doing his best. Mm -hmm. I think that's sweet. Yeah, it's so sweet. So he takes her to the restaurant where Angela and Jessica are leaving and they're like, oh, there you are. And uh, he's like, I'm going to buy Bella dinner. And they just think it's because he's being romantic and cute. And then in the movie, it's kind of more like that, too. But then in the book, he's like, I love the scene in the movie. Yeah, if we don't, if we, if I didn't like take you in there to eat dinner and just spend time with you, I was going to go murder those dudes. So it's a good thing. Uh, And they're still on their, like, they're constantly just grilling each other for information. Yes. For so much of this beginning of this book. Mm -hmm. So this is just one of their, like, okay, now you tell me this (laughs) kind of moment. Exactly. So, uh, so basically they talk more about him being a vampire. I think this is the first time they have like a really open conversation about it. Yeah. And they're talking about like his mind reading and stuff. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think they, I think on the car ride back, they talk about his mind oh, reading. Oh, in the car ride. Which is yeah. different. Cause in the movie they talk about it at the it's restaurant. It's in the booth. Which I yeah. Because he good. says that thing and he's like, she's, he's like, I can read every mind in this room except for you. And then he's like mm-hmm. going around. He's like, sex, sex, 
cat <laughs> about what people are thinking. <laughs> and then she's yeah, like, well, so is there something good. wrong with me? And he says, I just told you I can read minds. And you think there's something wrong with you. There's and something wrong with laughing. you. Yeah. That, and that, that line <laughs> okay. is straight from the book. And that happens in the car. And it's, yes. it's good. Um, he basically <laughs> says, I am pretty sure you're going to die if you go to Seattle by yourself. I know you have the Seattle trip planned. Can I just drive you? And she's like, I mean, fine, I guess so. Although inside she's like, Edward Day, Edward Day. And oh, yeah. That happened yeah. before a little bit. They were planning on going to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remembered because it was different because they don't do that at all in the movie. No. In the movie, and, there's no Seattle trip. And can I read this really quick? Because this, I didn't pick it as my favorite quote, but yes. it is so funny. This is when they're talking about going to Seattle. Edward goes, yeah, I heard that you're going to Seattle. And she's like, yeah, I am. And he's like, oh, are you driving yourself? And she's like, yes, I am. And he, and he goes, oh, can your, can your truck even make it? And she's like, yes, it can. Thank you very much. And he's like, well, can it make it on one tank of gas? And she says, no, maybe, no, I don't think so. And he goes, and she goes, I don't know how that's any of your business. And he goes, the wasting of finite resources is everyone's business. <laughs> line i remember that one too it's everyone's business it's so funny i laughed out loud that was so funny i was like eco justice warrior edward (laughs) literally he's like my volvo can make it in one tank of gas and we'll get there in two hours because i drive crazy oh he does he also he drives super super fast uh which is also i which i was i was enjoying as well uh, I do not condone that. That's not safe. But in books and movies where I can safely watch it, it's so cathartic and enjoyable. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so that's happening. They keep getting more romantic. It's cute. He basically admits that he has been watching her in her sleep. She takes that way better than I would have taken it. Oh, that uh, is a point taken away from our Eddie boy. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I don't think he was intentionally trying to be creepy and no, weird. No. I think he just is weird and is like a va- he was in vampire mode. I don't think mm-hmm. he was in human. Oh, this is a weird thing to do mode. You know what no, I mean? No, I think he was in vampire <laughs> mode. I think he was in it's it's night. I'm going to be awake all night. All I'm going to do is think about Bella. Oh, Bella gets herself hurt. And in the weirdest situations, I'll just go check on her. And then he was like, oh, I can just watch her. I'll just watch yes. her. And so very creepy and she's like oh my god he's like you talk in your sleep also she has very vivid dreams like from the start so then later when she gets nightmares and stuff i'm like makes sense because it is established from the beginning she's a very vivid dreamer and so he's like you talk in your sleep and she's like this is this is the worst thing that could be happening (laughs) i would be so horrified yes oh my god but that's about it aside from that like she's only embarrassed briefly and then she's like eh cool don't leave stay here and she's like way more okay with it than i would have been uh so that's happening they're based they're officially dating he wants her to tell charlie that they're dating i know there's a lot of stuff that happens in between that's like kind of them just hanging out you know and talking there's one thing where um he she wanted he wanted to like take her somewhere on this like day off or whatever to basically show her why it is that vampires don't go out in the sun Yes, this um, is what they do instead of Seattle. Yeah, instead of Seattle. Yeah, this is what they do. Uh, Because they were going to go to Seattle, and then they don't actually go to Seattle. Instead, they go on this other trip. Uh, And so he, Edward wanted, Edward is not at the point yet where he really trusts himself around her, because I have not really talked about this much, but like he's super, (laughs) weirdly, I haven't talked about this at all. The reason that he was acting repulsed by her is because he wants to murder her and drink her blood. 
because mm-hmm. he is like insanely obsessed with the scent of her blood. Like it is like there's a line in the book and they use yeah. the same line in the movie like his own, his like his quote personal brand of heroin. <laughs> quote. Unquote. Oh uh, god. So that's not great. So he's <laughs> while he's around her, he is there's the part of him that's like the teenage boy that's like falling in love. And then there's the part of him that's the vampire that's like, I super want to drink this girl's blood. Uh, so he's constantly at war. But basically, he wanted her to tell anyone, someone, that she was going to be with him on the Seattle trip. So that <laughs> right. if she didn't come back, they would, like, go after him. And she's like, I didn't tell anyone. And he's like, you idiot. I specifically told you to tell someone that you were going to be with me. And she's like, I'm not afraid. <laughs> and he's like... You're very stupid for not being afraid. And I'm like, Bella, you real stupid for not, like, taking any precautions (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Like, Edward is like, this is a huge freaking deal. Which this one kind of is. This one is. And she's like, oh, it's fine. I'll be fine. She's like, I'll be fine. It's fine. She's like, I'd be more worried. She's, like, more worried, like, what would happen if he killed her and then he got, like, the repercussions for, like, him getting caught. (laughs) Oh, my God. Her priorities are very skewed. She basically is just like... I'm in love with Edward and to like an obsessive degree. This this was yeah. my problem. And this is still why I sometimes roll, still roll my eyes about Twilight is I do think I will say the one thing about their relationship that I don't think is healthy is the insane codependency. Well, of course they are. <laughs> Listen, it's, you know, that's what this, that's what it is. It's obsessive. And people are vibing for it. And yeah. he's a vampire. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I understand it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, in real life, that's not healthy. Yeah. But also he's a vampire and it's a teen romance book. Yeah. So I'm like, vibing. I just get I tired care. of it. I was, I could vibe mm-hmm. with this book. I get tired of it. Like when, and later when Edward like leaves and goes to Europe and he, I'm just like, the, and it kills basically both of them. And I'm just Bro. like, the codependency is mind New blowing. Moon, New Moon is really rough. I will completely agree. It's like, what, what is happening? <laughs> Why are we It's out of control. This? The vibe is so, it's way too Romeo and Juliet. It's the same thing I don't like about Romeo and Juliet, is that they're so quickly codependent, like entirely codependent. Mm-hmm. And it bugged me then for all the practical reasons. It's just not practical, and it bugs me. And then it bugged me <laughs> for the same reasons now. And I'm like, yes, 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 very romantic. But also, you have to be okay without each other. <laughs> they're like, no, we'll never have to be without each other. For the rest of eternity. And I'm like, you don't know. You don't make the rules. <laughs> Anyways, he basically is like, I'm going to help you hike up this mountain to take you to this place that I want to show you. And she's like, I don't want to hike. And he's like, well, then here, you can ride on my back. And so she gets like <laughs> Hold on the, tight, spider monkey. <laughs> hold on tight, spider monkey. I don't like that line. And it crosses the line it's for so too cheesy. funny. See, that's See, what I'm saying. You it's, say funny. I'm like, mm, cringy. That's why it's funny. No. That's why it's funny. Because it's so cringy. Like, okay. Edward, why would you say that? That's this is why the it's same funny. thing. Javi doesn't get how I get secondhand embarrassment for, like, when I watch movies and shows and stuff. And so the things that he finds funny, exactly like this, that you find funny, I am so busy getting secondhand embarrassment yeah. that I'm like, I cannot be amused. See, I am horrified. Every- Every day I thank God that I'm not a person who gets really bad secondhand embarrassment because I know so many of you and I'm like, I have so much more fun when I watch stuff than y'all do. You do have so much fun. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't like empathize so strongly with the embarrassment, but it's like to a painful degree. Anyway, so he, it's like, this is like, 
if Fast and Furious met a piggyback ride up this mountain. <laughs> so she gets, like, really, really sick. And she's got, like, a rough time. Uh, but basically, he's taken her to this clearing, apparently. <laughs> what? Why, Kendall? Why are you laughing? It's just so funny. Like, <laughs> hop on my back and we're going to run through this forest. And then she gets sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like true. such a weird, weird thing to do on Saturday. You it's know? very <laughs> <laughs> on any other day of the week, it'd be completely normal. But on the Saturday, <laughs> this is our fun Saturday thing. Instead of going to Seattle, we're gonna go to the middle of nowhere and stare at each other in a field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is something. And I, in the movie, I also don't like the way that like like he carries her around on his back sometimes. Like the way they like fast run in the movies makes me cringe. I'm like, Ugh. okay. I will say in the movie, I don't really like the scene very much, even though it is iconic because he gets so weird about when he's like, as if you could outrun me, boom, and then he like goes, as if you could fight me off. I'm obsessed with his delivery. I love our pets so much, but like the whole scene is so funny. I can't stop laughing. And then she goes, Bella's just standing there and she's like, um, so you want to make out now? Like that's the energy. Yeah, seriously. Oh my God. Oh my God. In the book, this scene is much better. Uh, it's the delivery. The delivery is the exact same lines. The delivery it is. of the movie is I'm imagining so it so intense. differently though. As if you could outrun me. I was always like, what's happening right now? Uh, and then he goes, oh my god. Oh my god, what is the iconic line? Oh, so the lion fell in love with the lamb. Oh, what this a, is a stupid lamb. What, what, what a, a dumb lamb. lamb. What a sick, masochistic lion. lion. I can't, I can't. That one I have there, I'm torn about. I still um, don't know if I like says. it or not. It's I don't not know if a I matter like it of not. liking, it's just a matter of accepting. <laughs> Like the cousin lovers in Jude the Obscure. It's exactly like the cousin lovers. Like at a certain point, it's to be like, this is what's happening and I'm going with it, you know? Yeah. And that's what was happening. Well, so basically, so this is the scene. He takes her to the clearing. He shows her how with his shirt off, he's extremely muscularly sculpted. I mean, he sh- he glitters. <laughs> Does she actually describe him as granite, or is that something that I am marble, marble? Okay, because to me, I always feel granite like he's makes sparkly. more sense. Yeah, granite is sparkly. sparkly, and he's hard and. <laughs> wow! Yeah, we are not mature enough to have a book club podcast. <laughs> No, it's just, it's oh this book, God. man. It makes me feel yes. like I'm like, like 15 years old and like just exactly. discovering hormones. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, oh my God, Stephanie went as far as her Mormon faith would allow her, you know? She's like, I'm going to be so steamy with the angst. We are doing it. She was. She was so, now I really need to watch this movie again. Like I need, I need, my 15 year old <laughs> self is like, angst, angst, angst. Uh, we have to have movie night, okay? Please, I want to oh, watch I'm it with so you down. so bad. So I want to watch it with you so bad. I'll, this is perfect because I want to watch it, but now I'll wait because I don't have time to watch it anyways. I, I'll watch it okay. with you. I'll wait and watch it with you. Okay, great. It'll be good. Uh, so anyway, so he's showing off his oh, abs. God. I mean, his sparkly skin. 
And Bella's like, wow, damn, them abs. I mean, sparkly skin is so pretty. And <laughs> she's literally like, okay, okay, okay. Sure, sparkly, whatever. She's like, yeah, okay, he glitters. But, like, have you seen his pecs? So <laughs> she's definitely, she's odd for both reasons, actually. She's like, he's like, I'm a monster. And she's like, you're beautiful. And I'm like, in what way are you a monster? And then Seriously, he's, Edward, calm down. God, he's so annoying. Like, yeah. But it's this like field of wildflowers. So I guess this is the scene in Stephanie's dream that inspired this whole yes, book. You can kind of tell because man. she's almost like, like kind of like finagled them to get them to this place in the plot for this specific <laughs> scene. And I'll right. fully accept it. But I do feel like things were finagled just for this moment to happen. Uh, and so then like they spend the next several hours with him laying in the grass, sparkling, shirt, basically shirtless. And Bella is laying on her side, staring at him. And I'm like, okay, this feels like a good balance oh, uh, considering yeah. that he's been watching you sleep. So now you're, you're doing <laughs> you the same thing. sparkle. But- yeah, exactly. He watches me sleep. I watch him sparkle. We're perfect for each other. <laughs> Both are very creepy. And then uh, basically then they uh, things get steamy. They're about to kiss. And then he like freaks out because he doesn't trust himself. And then, mm. then, then we have the as if you could outrun me. That kind of all those lines that happen. Except that they're like right. a little more chill in the book, honestly. Like he's they're the same lines, but he's a lot more chill about them. And he like chills out and he's like he's. Yeah. Haha, that was funny how, how I like lost it there, wasn't it? And she's like, Yeah. And I'm like, No. Edward is so moody. Like, that's his thing. He's constantly he is. back and forth. He's like, Oh my God. I Could mean, you imagine like, him and Mal from Shadow and Bone just like Oh my God. Can you just, like, imagine the moodiness? Like, could you, like, go with me? Like, they let's say that they like men and they like each other. Can you imagine that relationship? Oh, my God. They would – I don't know if they would be perfect for each other or no. the worst no. possible people No, they would be the other. worst possible combination. It would be so – It would be crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Edward would be like – Mel would get mad about something stupid, and then Edward would be like, well, there's no point in, my, in me living if Mel doesn't care for me anymore. <laughs> And then Mal would be like, no, you don't understand. And I can't do it. I can't. Even thinking about it is like stressing me out. No. I will. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm almost. (laughs) I'd rather live with Edward, though, to be honest. Like, Mal Mal is so annoying. (laughs) No, no, I totally agree. I was never really on team Mal. Yeah, he's no. like, I was like team Mal, but it was so reluctant. I was like, I mean, I just reluctant. don't want her to be with the Darkling. You know, that's like kind of what I, where <laughs> I, I was. I was like, I don't know, the Darkling Mal, which one's worse I'm in a relationship sense? I feel like the Darkling would be better in a relationship than Mal would. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Anyways, so Edward. I will say, I think that that's why Edward and Bella make such a great couple is because, like you said, like, Bella's just kind of, like, chill. Like, she doesn't overreact. She mm-hmm. underreacts. So, and he overreacts. <laughs> yeah. So, it balances out a little bit. That is so correct. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, they're dating now. So, Edward invites her over to meet the family. And Edward's like, you're not afraid to be in a house full of vampires? And he's like, <laughs> she's like, no, I'm afraid they're not going to like me. And he's like, you are an interesting person, Bella. Can I just say one of my favorite parts of the movie is that part in the movie because she's where she's like washing her truck and then he just jumps on her truck and then jumps off and he's so giddy and he's like, I'm going to like, I'm going to introduce you to my family. And she's like, what? She goes, can you act normal? And he goes, 
and then he's like, yeah, I'm just going to invite you over. And that's yeah. when he says it. And I he love is that so scene. excited. It's so cute. That is, oh. I'm glad you pointed out that scene because I feel like that scene specifically is like maybe the one scene in the movie where I felt like that is the Edward in the book. Like that's him. That's that energy. <laughs> and we don't really get it. Like, I don't think at all any other time in the movie, but that's the Edward in the book. Like, he has moments of, like, just like that. He's um, so giddy. It's so cute. He's so giddy. So uh, he meet, she meets Carlisle and Esme, and Esme's, like, all about her and, like, so happy that he that he's found someone. Rosalie and oh, Emily are notably absent because Rosalie's being bitchy, and uh, <laughs> we're, we all know we'll warm up to her later, but we haven't yet, and she's definitely not warmed <laughs> up to Bella uh jasper is he's jasper so much friendlier he's described as charming in the book oh my god yes this was such a huge difference because i always liked jasper but like in the book bella literally says it's so impossible to feel awkward around jasper because he has his empathy thing but they like don't do it in the movie at all so he's so cold and awkward in the movie and i'm like what is happening like i miss book yeah and it's different I do too. Yeah. And like Jasper's the newest. And so he would be the one who's like not the most comfortable maybe with his like not killing people thing yet. Mm-hmm. But that's not in the book because it goes against his actual like his like vampire ability. Um, but Alice is there too. And can I just say Alice's background I always forget about, but it's so interesting. Alice's background is like she doesn't know who made her a vampire. She just like woke up one day and because she has precognition she just went and found the Cullens because she saw herself with them, basically. Well, she mm-hmm. found Jasper, and then she took him to the Cullens. But she has no idea, like, who she is or where she came from or how she became a vampire. Just it's so someone cool. made her a vampire I... and just abandoned her. Yeah, and I totally forgot that, like, we get more of that in the book than we did in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. there's more about that later with James and everything. I totally forgot about yeah. all of that. Yeah, it's weird. Um, my dogs are losing their mind. Where is my husband? Anyways, so she meets the family. That's good. They invite her to go play baseball. She goes back to her house, and uh, she introduces Charlie to Edward. And Edward's like, hi, um, I'm your daughter's boyfriend. I'm going to take her to play baseball with my family. And he's like, Charlie's like, good luck with that. Her playing baseball, yeah, right. (laughs) Which I feel the same way. I really like that Edward was like, she was like, we're going to go play baseball. And he's like, no, no, you're going to watch. And I really liked that because I'm not a joiner. And I'm like, I I just wish people would invite me to something like that and then let me not play. Because the thing is, whenever I go somewhere and they're playing like a game, like be it like sports or like a board game, I don't like most of those things. But I like to watch and sit there and be a part of it. I just don't want to play. But everyone like make me play. And I'm like, you are making what could have been a completely enjoyable situation miserable for me. by <laughs> making me join. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, that's just like some, this tiny little thing that I was like, God, that's nice. <laughs> but also it's because she practically can't play because they're like superhuman vampires. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how she could play. She could be the ball. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, no. Uh, anyway, so they're, they waited for there to be a thunderstorm, obviously, because the crack of the baseball bat is loud like thunder. So that's cool. Um, but then Alice, it, with her, like, precognition or whatever, she sees this other clan of vampires on the way, this other, like, little coven or whatever that's on the way over, and they're going to, like, cross paths. And they do, and at first things seem, seem chill. There's Victoria, Laurent, and James, right? Those are all their names? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to come back also more. Laurent, he makes more appearances in, like, the future books and movies, and I really enjoyed that. But anyways, um, so also what's different was I don't remember this in the movie. I'm just going to, because we all know what happens, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. But um, so basically they, they can tell that Bella's there or whatever. Like, they're all getting along. They're like, hey, you can come stay with us or whatever. You can play baseball with us and um then everything's going well and then james smells bella a human and he's like oh you brought a snack and they're like no you can't have bella she's edward's girl and so um and also we don't want her to die because we're good people who are vampires uh (laughs) but basically laurent kind of like talks james down but edward read his mind and saw that he's like obsessed with the hunt like with tracking he's a tracker so he's not going to stop until he actually like catches and kills bella so now he's like in emergency mode but basically he also figured out like laurent came back to like warn them as well like to the colon's place or whatever and james is actually the leader of the coven in the movie laurent is the leader in the book james is actually the leader but they were intentionally like faking out the colons because they didn't like know the Cullens, really. Mm. And so James intentionally wanted Laurent to look like the leader, which I thought was mm. interesting. Yeah, they didn't really specify that. Yeah, it's not specified in the movie, but I felt like it was significant because in the movies, Laurent is like this leader figure. And then in the book, to find he does out that come he across very leaderly. He yeah. does. And I really liked that. So that was just different I, and interesting. I do will say in the movie, I like that we get to see them before they show up in the vampire baseball, like killing people in the town. Yeah. I kind of like that there's more buildup for them because yes, it's like, oh, there's somebody around and then they kill Charlie's friend and all that. I kind of yes. like that. Yeah. In the movie, I like that as well because there's not a ton of foreshadowing except that at some point in the book, Edward's like, yeah, there are others like us. Right. And there's others not like us. And sometimes we cross paths. And that's like the only thing in this book we hear about other vampires. So I do mm-hmm. think in the movie that actually that was better, the, the foreshadowing they did. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... Basically, he's like, you have to get out of town. And Bella's like, I can't leave my dad. And he's like, you have to. And she's like, he won't let me. And she's like, and he's like, you're just going to have to tell him whatever it takes to leave. And so then we have this horrible scene where she like storms into the house and she says that Edward, that she broke up with Edward. And he's like, well, why was Edward mean to you? Did he hurt you? And she's like, no, I just don't want to get stuck in this town. And just like mom was. And she then she tells him exactly what her mom said before she left. And Charlie's just so stunned. He's like, well, don't don't drive at night. Like I, I can, I'll let you tomorrow. You can leave. And which is also so sweet. Um, but she's like, no, I'm gonna, I gotta leave now. And so she goes and Edward has been like, he like vampire, like sped up to her room has been helping her pack. And then he's in the truck or whatever. And, and yeah, so now she's going back down to Phoenix, right? Yeah. So then they go back to the Collins and they meet up and she, so she leaves with Alice and Jasper to yeah. go back to Phoenix. Yes, because they would definitely know that Edward was going to try and follow to be with her or, like, would try to go with her. Uh, So she goes with Jasper and Alice. uh, But while she's in Phoenix and everything looks like maybe it'll be okay, then she gets a phone call and it's from James. And he's basically like, I've got your mom hostage. If you want her to be alive, then you need to act like, like you're just talking to your mom on the phone. And so, like, she can only, like, say certain things. It's very, like, clever and very high stakes. But he basically says, like, you need to get to... I forget. Is it in an old ballet studio in the book? It is in yeah, the movie. It is. it is the ballet studio. What a great scene! Like, what a great place very to cinematic. Set yeah. Very, very cinematic. Uh, so she gets there. Uh, this is also not a surprise because I'm sure everyone listening to this episode has already seen and read this. Uh, her mom's not there. It's an old recording that James ah. is playing. 
because he really so is a sneaky. very good like hunter tracker like he's a psycho he's a psycho he's scary he is scary yeah. uh and so he's just like toying with her because he wants to toy with edward also but also because like he's like he's kind of like dragging out this like tracking this hunt because it's like what he gets off on and yeah anyway so he breaks her leg and that's awful this is like a pretty like gruesome it's really grisly. Yeah, it is like really when, grisly. Like when, oh my God, when she's talking about the snap of her leg. Oh, I know. It's horrible. Oh, it's so bad. It's very Poor grisly. Uh, it's rough. Uh, anyway, so Poor he's baby. killing her. He bites her. Uh, Edward, so she's now, you know, turning, she's in the throes of turning into a vampire because it's extraordinarily <laughs> painful. Uh, Edward and the fam, they get there. They bust in and they're like, kill James. And I'm like, yeah, kill James. But then Carlisle's all, we have to get the venom out. Or Bella's going to be turned into a vampire. And Alice is like, Alice and Edward have kind of had this thing this whole time. And it's more evident in the book. It's a little bit in the movie, but more evident in the book. Edward, it's weird because Edward is obviously really, really likes his sister, Alice. But there's there's this weird thing where he's kind of like standoffish with her in the book. Some like, he, it seems like they have this like ongoing argument kind of. Mm-hmm. Because there's like a little bit of tension between them in the book. And I don't remember, does the book, does the, the first book say why or... Is yeah, the they're kind of, I think they're kind of hinting that, like, Alice has seen that, Bella, is that what you're talking about? Yes. That Bella's going to be a vampire. be a vampire. But so, Edward doesn't want her to Edward be a vampire. But Edward doesn't want her to be a vampire, and so, and that's for reasons that will be discussed in later books and movies. But uh, basically, he does save her, which involves him, who is, like, super addicted to the smell of her blood, like, biting her and not killing her. And he does it, and it's great, and she wakes up in the Yay! hospital. Hooray! He's in the room pretending to sleep. That was in the movie and in the book. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, the mom is there. Dad isn't dad there, or is it just or just Renee there? Mm-hmm. I forget. I think just Renee. I think just Renee. Yeah, uh, she's there. And then Edward tries. He goes back. He like reverts to like the beginning of the book. Edward. He's like, we shouldn't be together, Bella. And she's like, <laughs> I will self implode if you say that to me. <laughs> and so he's like, never mind. And it's like, okay. <laughs> You and got you're to like, stop doing that. <laughs> we should probably discuss this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should probably not. I wonder if this will come up in later books. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. <laughs> yes, it will. In my least favorite. Um, oh, my God. And yet my most favorite, because Jacob. It gives us room for Jacob. Yeah, um, but it, Stephanie was cold for doing that to us, though. Like, I mean, she had us on book one being like, oh, right, yay, I love Edward and Bella. You know, for Edward and Bella people. <laughs> Oh, can't mm-hmm. wait to see what's going on in book two. And then book two happens and she's like, I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, thanks a lot, Stephanie. She did. I remember. I felt like this was so excited. I, I didn't know I was going to be excited. And you know, what's funny is like, I really enjoyed the second movie, but I didn't finish reading the second book. So I don't know. It was so long ago, though, that I read these. Yeah. So I, I think have. I'm going to reread it. I, I, I want to also. I, I have no memory of reading this book the first time or the other one. All I know is that I did read the first one and part of the second one. I have no memory <laughs> of doing that whatsoever. So. But I do remember the movies. Uh, because I was thinking because Taylor Lautner's shirtless, but also just because he's such an adorable little Jacob. And I like all the werewolf he is pups. so cute. All the werewolf pups are just funny to me. I love Seth more than anything in the world. He is so cute. Especially in the books. Because he and Edward have like that cute friendship. Anyway, moving on. So (laughs) she's in the hospital. (laughs) She's in the hospital. He's like, okay, I'll never leave you. And she's like, good, you better not. And then she's like, I want to go back and live in Forks. And they go to the dance or whatever. 
Was that prom? That's prom. Yes. Yeah. He, he like surprises. He surprises her and he's taking her to prom and she's wearing like a fancy dress and he's wearing a tux and she's like, wait, we're going to prom? And he's like, you seriously didn't guess that we were going to go to prom dressed like this? Uh, so they go to prom and they dance and she basically asks him again about becoming a vampire and he's like, mm, not yet slash no. And uh, there's like some, there's very sweet lines in there. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. romantic. It's very exactly what we wanted for the end of the book. And yeah, that's the <laughs> end that's of Twilight. Book one. Yeah. Yay! Hooray! That took me a very long time to summarize. I'm sorry, guys, but well, I kept going off on I tangents. Interrupting every two seconds. So I Well and then I would be but... like, what if I what if I told like what if I went on a tangent? Or what if I like wheezed with laughter because Kendall said that Edward is hard? <laughs> oh stop I'm gonna <laughs> i mean he is okay listen <laughs> it's true okay it's factually accurate oh my god anyways what was your favorite part my favorite part um i wrote down visiting the collins but then i also really like when they're kind of first getting to know each other at school mm-hmm. like those scenes but yeah. I guess if I had to pick one part, maybe visiting the Collins. It's hard to pick because there's a lot of moments I like. I really liked the whole everything in Port Angeles. I loved everything in Port Angeles. So I think that mm-hmm. might be my favorite set of scenes because, first that of is all, a good part. stakes were so high. And then a fast car and Edward show up and save her. And I do love a good saving a girl when it's actually like a valid reason and she couldn't have saved herself. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, he seriously. And then I also I love I love like the dinner and all their their conversations on the car ride back. I love all of the Edward and Bella in Port Angeles. Yeah, me too. That was yeah. good shit. Yeah, that uh, was what's your shit. least favorite part? <laughs> um, Mine is Bella having to be mean to Charlotte. Oh, oh, it is the worst part of the whole book. I couldn't. I was like, oh, God, here it comes. Yeah, it's actually, so sad. actually, I agree. That's also my least favorite part. <laughs> and I know it is because in the movie, I like will sometimes like fast forward through it because I'm like, it hurts <gasps> me so bad. So Do you also. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I just like barely watch it. I'm like, this it is hurts. so sad. I can't It hurts look. so badly. It's oh, so it's horrible. Oh, it's awful. Anyways, uh, what about favorite character? <laughs> I. This is interesting for me because I was always obviously Edward person, Edward all the mm-hmm. way. But Alice was like my other favorite character, oh, like Alice. Edward and Alice were my favorites. But this time, I mean, I love Edward still. Don't get me wrong. But I think I'm really a Bella girl and a shout out to Alice. Mm-hmm. She'll always be my fan favorite. But yeah. I love my girl Bella. She is so funny. Mm-hmm. She is so cool. She is doing her own thing. Yeah. She is an icon. I actually think I'm going to say Bella for my favorite, too, which knowing the things that I said when I was like very young and this was popular, that's just I never thought I would have said that, that she's my favorite. (laughs) But she is because in the also specifically Bella in the book, Bella in the movie is still like she's good. She's fine. But like just like she was kind of like a morose shadow of her own character, just like Edward was in the movie, in my opinion. Like maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but there's so much more lively and a little bit more balanced in the book and so i like them both so much more in the book and so bella in the book she's a badass and i loved her so she is a badass good for her what about uh least favorite characters uh i don't know i was like this is hard i guess james i don't know he's evil but i do think he's interesting i think like the idea of like this hunter psychopath character is interesting interesting, so i guess like rosalie just for the book one because she's so like 
There's not a lot going for Rosalie in book one. Yeah. That's not to say she's always my least favorite. I do end up loving her, of course. But if you're just going off book one, like, yeah, it's hard to like really get into her, you know? Yeah. Because she's really just mean in the first book. Uh, I (laughs) think James, unsurprisingly, I think James is my least favorite. I mean, he is fascinating. But he's also, it's so grisly. He's so, like, he's so grisly and gruesome. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, just, he's like, nasty. he's nasty. Yeah. So I, I guess he's my least favorite, which is, like, maybe a bit of a cop-out, but I don't care. Because all the other characters were so interesting. I, oh, yeah. I love them. to call them a least favorite. Um, what about favorite quotes? Okay. Well, there are so many good quotes. Um, and there obviously are. some iconic ones, like, you know, Lion fell in love with the lamb. But then we also have, is that even in the book? Yes, it is. It is, right? Okay. And then, of course, there's, like, I was um, irrevocably in love with him, that whole one. And there were some that made me laugh so hard, like that one at the beginning with the Mm -hmm. um, finite resources. But I just picked one towards the end that I felt kind of uh, encapsulated some other banter that I think I had forgotten about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was when they're at prom, and (laughs) Edward says something about, like, oh, there's plenty of vampires here, because there's, like, six of them. And uh, Bella Uh says... Do you want me to bolt the door so you can massacre the unsuspecting townsfolk? <laughs> I whispered conspiratorially. <laughs> and where do you fit into that scheme? He glared. Oh, I'm with the vampires, of course. <laughs> he smiled reluctantly. <laughs> Anything to get out of dancing? Anything. <laughs> That's good. See, that cute banter is just not in the movie like it should be. It is good. Um so this is probably, like you said, there's like a, a lot of really good quotes, like iconic. This is the one I like. And also because it's a good, I like a good quote that has the title of the book in it. So um, I believe this is Edward talking. I'm pretty sure it is. But you guys can call me out if I'm wrong. So the quote is, it's twilight. It's the safest time of day for us. The easiest time, but also the saddest in a way. The end of another day. The return of the night. Darkness is so predictable, don't you think? And I'm pretty sure it's really good. But the reason I like it also so much is, first of all, I love a good title of the book and it actually belongs there. It's not just for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I'm pretty sure that the line after that is the one about, um, yeah, but you can't see the stars without the darkness or something Mm -hmm. like that, which I think is an amazing. It was the first one that popped up on Goodreads. And I was like, okay, I can't choose it because it's the first one. So it's going to (laughs) seem like a cop out. But I'm pretty sure this is the response to that line, because if not, it should be. The quote is, I like the night without the dark. We'd never see the stars. I'm pretty sure that that's the response to that. And I just love the whole concept. I love it philosophically. I love it in the literary sense, I love it because it's so lyrical. I love it because it's them. It's oh, so it's very good. good. It's in all of the ways. It's good. So yes, and I forgot how many like Twilight reference they mentioned Twilight like that part, and then there's part at the end where they yeah. talk about Twilight, and I was like, oh, I guess that does make sense. Yeah, I love it. It's good. <laughs> I love it. Turns out I, I actually it. love it. Well, so uh, how many pinkies would you give this book? Five. Really? I have to give Twilight five pinkies. It is one of my formative books. I give it four pinkies up, which is higher than most of my recent ratings, because I really do like it, and I would read it again. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to read, and I really, really want to watch the movie. It's so hard. You guys can probably tell, because this has almost been like a book movie comparison. It is very hard for me to separate the two in my mind. All mm-hmm. I know is I like the Especially, characters more in the book. They're so similar. Is they're the so like, similar. They really So it's hard not well. to imagine. I imagine almost exactly the same yeah. settings as I do in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I did find when I was reading that my character visuals were different they i wasn't picturing like our pats and kristen same Same. i especially for edward like with kristen a little bit more 
But yeah. with Edward, I had like a completely different person in my head than what our pets looked like in the movie. I did too. See, that's the thing. Everything else was like exactly the same to me. And even Carlisle and Jasper and Alice looked the same. But Edward and Bella looked different. Bella looked more mm-hmm. like in the movie, but not entirely. And Edward did, really didn't look anything like Robert yeah. Pattinson. And I really like Robert Pattinson too. And also I really, so this is hard because I don't want to like be like bash, like bash Kristen Stewart or Robert Pattinson's acting skills. And I would like to point out that everybody like bashed on only Kristen Stewart for being like quote unquote morose in that movie. So was Robert Pattinson. That's the way it was written and directed. So there's no way yeah. in hell and that's I just her she was choice. Fine. She was totally I fine. She was perfectly great. Yeah, people yeah, used people... to say that, and I I will say I don't think I ever will like hate it on that for no reason because I hadn't seen the movie, so I never really felt like mm-hmm. I could say. But then I remember seeing the movie the first time and being like, "What are people talking about?" Like yeah. that's just people the vibe just love of the movie. To hate on stuff women do. <laughs> yeah, it's true because I'm like, yeah, Robert Pattinson's character is also morose, and the overall theme of the movie, like the overall vibe, is a lot darker and more and more into the drama of it than the fun of it. So I'm like, yeah, it was directed that way on purpose. Like, why do we only have a problem with this when Kristen does it? Anyways, because people are sexist. Okay, it's true. Back to my <laughs> original the point in the episode. The episode. <laughs> I bet people ask her all the time if she's going to break a nail. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, that was Twilight and Yay, all all of our feelings it. about the book and the movie. <laughs> yeah, I knew this was going to be a hefty episode. I just, I knew I wasn't going to be able to shut my mouth. This is I like... too many thoughts. I have never had like a gushing moment of my life about Twilight because I didn't actually enjoy it until way after it was popular and after uh-huh. it had been hated. So I started to like it when it wasn't really on anyone's radar anymore. And like you said, now it's getting popular again. So like maybe now I'll be able to have these conversations. But this is the first <laughs> ever like Twilight focused conversation I feel like I've had oh beyond God. like a, I'm Team Jacob. This is legitimately my only. So my 15 year old <laughs> self is like, is this is this what the world could have been like? <laughs> this is what we were doing. This is what I was doing in sixth grade. <laughs> what was I doing I mean, in sixth grade? I think I moved to Oregon in sixth grade. Hey, there you go. Yeah. So next week, we will be reading one of my all-time favorites, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. I'm excited. It's good. Have you read it before? I forget. I have not read it. Girl, no. you are in for a treat. And also, it's not very long, which is nice. I am pumped. Did I ever tell you that one of Ben's teachers was like Ray Bradbury's niece? <gasps> what? It was really weird. Her last name was even Bradbury. Oh, my I God. Think. That's so cool. Yeah. That is awesome. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> also <it. laughs> exciting is that that is our second to last episode for the season. <gasps> wow. So, crazy. So we are really almost into season four. So we are our, our reading list for season four is almost full. If you guys have suggestions, now is the time to send them in. Otherwise, it might get pushed to season five if you send something. And unfortunately, we can't do all the recommendations because we have to do the ones that the most people are looking for. Uh, but mm-hmm. we do appreciate seeing all of your recommendations and we love to talk about them. So if you guys want to send yeah. us recommendations or you guys want to tell us that we're totally wrong about Edward or Jacob or you want to tell us that we have a horrible take on Twilight or whatever <laughs> else uh, or tell Ash not to talk about her underarm rash on the podcast because I did that. Um, you can do all that and more. 
by messaging us on social media. We are on Instagram and we are on TikTok. We are That Pretentious Book Club. You can also email us at contact at storysirenstudio.com. Uh, and you can visit storysirenstudio.com if you want to check out our merch. We've got book club merch. We've got production studio merch, all kinds of fun stuff and more information about the pod and Kendall and I, if that sounds like fun for you guys. Um, but definitely like shout us out to friends and stuff so we can keep growing the pod. Uh, we are on Patreon. We actually recorded this on video on Zoom, so we might end up putting that on Patreon for our Patreon peeps. But that is the best way if you want to support the pod is to go on Patreon or to buy merch. Those are both the best ways you can support the pod if that's something that you want to do. We have multiple tiers. There's like exclusive episodes and videos. And I think we did like drinks, like in drink recipes for uh, when we did the Shadow and Bone series. So there's just a bunch of fun, random content and exclusive merch and stuff. So go check it out if that sounds interesting to you. If not, you can still connect with us on the social. We love, love, love when we get messages from you guys. It is so fun. Uh, You guys are so good about messaging us. Uh, If you enjoyed the pod, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating, that would be fantastic. Um, Like I mentioned a few episodes ago, we've gotten some really great reviews lately. Um, Some just really helpful ones, some just really shockingly sweet ones. So if you guys are having a good time, let us know because it is encouraging. (laughs) And then we're like, oh, we should keep doing this because people are enjoying it. Some of them. We've had one person left a review that they did not enjoy us. And I, that's okay. And that's fine. You don't have to enjoy us. You don't have to enjoy us. (laughs) Like we could make you enjoy us. I do think that our take Like you could outrun us. (laughs) As if you could fight us off. Oh my God. As if you could outrun us. I think I just broke my microphone screaming. (laughs) But it's true. We'll be in your feed the very next day as if you could outrun us. We'll be there. And we will bring it up every episode. (laughs) Every single episode until you do it. That's not true. Um, But thank you guys for joining us as always. You guys are honestly what make this club so much fun and so awesome. And of course, my spoons. This would not be the same without any of you all. And the cats who are always lurking in the background. So there are just so many cats. Look, there's Juicy right there. There's Juicifer. Uh, Taffy was back there before. I don't know if she's in the video. Flora was walking behind me. So if you guys end up checking this out on Patreon, um, you will see them. So that's fun, (laughs) I guess. We should. I need to post Taffy to the social, and then we should also mm-hmm. post Brownie and Winchester to the social. I know. I was thinking I haven't even made a post about Brownie and Winchester, but because I want to put my headphones on Brownie. But Brownie Aww. is the color of the brown part of my headphones. And so I'm like, <laughs> what if what if they blend in? And Winchester is sweet, but he's just a puppy, and I don't think he's going to have any clue what I'm trying to do or why or that he should he's like I don't have any thoughts yet so (laughs) no he looks at you and it's just it's just pure sweetness and admiration but no thoughts yet because he's just a baby he's just like do you want to pet me and like that's it that's pretty much the whole thing and it's so sweet (laughs) he's such a good boy Anyways, um, so more more from that soon. We'll try and post pictures for you guys. But if you guys want us to do something next season or something you want us to see us do on the pod or do on Patreon or social media, reach out, let us know. Uh, and until then, keep your teacups full. Your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. <laughs> <laughs>